Hey everybody and welcome to I Like To Movie Movie. My name is Dan Scully. My name is Garrett Smith. And uh, we are doing an episode that we've been talking about for a long time. A couple which of makes episodes it very at special. least. Yeah. And, uh, but it's, it's extra special today because yes. we do have some guests in the studio. Yes, we do. But before we even get to that, uh, just a quick reminder. We have coming up at Philomoca on September 10th. I think that's correct. Uh, yes, September 10th. No, the, I, I remember the second Thursday. I just changed my dentist appointment that day <laughs> to a week later. There you go. And I remember being like, Sept- oh, and then I got all weird when I saw September 11th. Yep. And... Uh, for you know, anywho, <laughs> I think about that anytime I see that date or anytime I'm in a tall building and I look out the window and I'm like, oh, this is what a great film. Oh, 9-11, gotta go. <laughs> I, I leave. But anywho, September 10th at Philomoca, we have Movie Movie Live is returning once again. This month is all martial arts films. Uh, we and, were going to uh, do 9-11 movies, but we, <laughs> we decided martial arts was a better one. Too soon. We decided yeah. it was just too soon. And there's only two 9-11 <laughs> movies I can really yeah. think of. Uh, 9-11 the movie and 9-11 the movie Listen, on a plane. can we not call Zero Dark Thirty like a follow-up <laughs> yeah. like a, of some kind, right? Wait, I guess that counts as a 9-11. Right? That's, like, that's like a 9-12. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like what yeah. happens afterwards. Yeah. Yes, Movie Movie Live is uh, coming to uh, Philomoca <laughs> yes, on it September is. 10th. Martial but arts movies is what we're doing. Wouldn't you know, yeah. the, the very next day on September 11th, Two buildings fell. 9-11. Oh. No, 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 no. Very next day, uh, there's going to be a very, very big event, and that's why we have our guests here yes. tonight. So we're going to go through the guests one, and, uh, one at a time. One and only. One all and three only. of you. Yeah. Uh, one at a time. And uh, uh, I guess whoever wants to drop the event, please go for it. So we'll start with, uh, to my right, as you can all see, <laughs> uh, we got Mr. Chris Spence. How are you? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Uh, awesome. And then uh, Amanda Frederick, right, to hello, the, right hello. next to him. And uh, Ian Kimball. Hey. Yeah. All right. Uh, and you guys are from Shoestring, right? Shoestring Films? You guys, you guys are Shoestring. Shoestring. Yeah. This yeah. is it. This is the three of us. Yeah. That's pretty much the, the whole team. The collective Shoestring Gold. As you see it. Yeah. Shoestring yeah. Gold. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us first, uh, while we're doing this, about the event that's coming up. Um, well, on September 11th, we're having the uh, second screening of our new short film, Dead Giveaway. Uh, runs about a half hour, a little more than a half hour, I guess. Yeah, d- um, but yeah. we have other, we, we really, the first time we did uh, one of our events, we did it at the Trocadero. And so for this one coming up, we really like to take other local filmmakers and have them screen their stuff as well. Uh, so we, we've... We're, we're working on confirming everybody else who's going to be there, but we're going to release that information soon. But we, we like to kind of have an event where we show our thing off and then also show off other Philadelphia filmmakers who, who are doing low-budget work, and, and but doing really good work mm-hmm. and, and putting it out there. So it's going to be a whole night of short films. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And so, yeah, we're pretty excited about it. And I'm and, hosting. Yeah, and you, <laughs> sir, yeah. Mr. Mr. Dan Scully, is, is hosting He's the event. Hosting. We're really pumped for it. Mm-hmm. 
So that's a rock block of movie fun that you can yes, have at Philomoca, September 10th, September 11th. Uh, if you miss it, you're probably like a fucking jerk. So <laughs> don't do that. It's, don't it's, be a it's jerk. cheap, it's fun, don't and it's really, really cool. I, I can attest to it's a high quality bout of uh, entertainment. Yeah, and Philomoca is a great venue to see film at, actually. Uh, it really they, is. It, yeah, they have a huge projector and a huge screen there. Uh, it's a really good sound system. It's just, it is a good place to go see a movie. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and is. they hosted us last summer with our shades and shorts. We had a little, like, six shorts sort of event that they hosted us for and it was absolutely fantastic so after uh being at the truck in july we were like next place we want to be is phil mocha yeah yeah that's great uh so you guys have shown the movie before a few times just Just once once. just once at the the truck just the premiere yeah the premiere is at the truck very good Uh, and how did that go very well. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> good. Good. Strangely, Strangely good. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I think it went. I think it, it went um, well. It was more than just our moms there. So like, I feel like that's sort of it's our good baseline start. for yeah. like, there's people there that we don't know. Yeah. So. Uh, and your movie's called Dead Giveaway. I don't know if we said that yet. That's uh, right. Yeah, uh, yes, it's uh, about a half hour, right? A half hour short. Uh, a little long. Yeah, thirty. 4 minutes I think yeah. ish yeah. ballpark yeah. yeah it's a half hour yeah uh, and an entertaining one at that I just watched it today because uh, I didn't have time to before uh, so I like rushed home from work to try and like get it in before you guys got here which I didn't quite make it you guys had to suffer through me watching the end of your movie in front of you as we all breathe heavily <laughs> behind <laughs> your shoulder uh, no that was the thing I was like I was I know that guy I know that guy I, I had this moment coming home of like this this could suck uh, like not your movie but <laughs> yeah. like the like Having to like rush through like making food and like getting all of this stuff set up while trying to like pay attention to your movie, I was like, if it's not good, I'm I'm gonna lose I'm gonna lose it immediately. Like I'm gonna right. get distracted by all the other things. And instead, I got distracted by your movie and did nothing else that I should have been doing. Sweet, uh, wow, because like making hot pockets that. is difficult. <laughs> That's what you were doing. You were making hot I, pockets. Listen, you didn't I have did to reveal notice. that to them. I was trying to sell them their uh, <laughs> lean pockets. <Yeah. laughs> I didn't notice the plate of hot pockets yes, when we walked yeah. in, though. So. Uh, <laughs> well, but, I had a very similar one where I was going to uh, see the premiere of your film and I was tasked with writing a review of it and so I had the same thing. I'm like, what if this fucking sucks? <laughs> like, be a, an asshole. But luckily, uh, and you guys wrote uh, a really funny script. That you had, it, yeah. it didn't suck. It was very, very good. Yeah, I, wa- I wanted to tell you guys that you wrote a really funny script. Uh, Thank the, you. The, the, That's the, all these two gentlemen right here. Yeah, uh, the and the the girls you got for the leads uh, sell a lot of those jokes really well. Mm. Uh, I was cool. like, I, I laughed out loud a couple of times, uh, especially at the the redhead. And I'm sorry, I don't know any of the actors' names, well, and I don't want to just refer to them as the redhead. Funny you mention that. That's my wife. <laughs> oh, no shit. She was great. Yeah, yeah. She was really, really good. Awesome. She awesome. made me laugh really a few times. She, um, will, she will be thrilled to hear that, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, and I also really liked the opening. Uh, oh, the, cool. Just the cold open on it uh, has, <laughs> I think, a really funny smash cut joke. Uh, yeah, it yeah. really made me laugh when she when she said like, "Oh, it didn't start like my typical Sundays," and then it was like a typical Sunday, like yeah, a, just yeah. a shining smash cut to that. Was it made me laugh? Her uh, a comfy which robe. did set the tone very well for what follows for what follows uh, <laughs> over the next thirty minutes. Cool. Uh, yeah, uh, so I, I, I was I was very pleased with it. Actually, it really made cool. me laugh, and I thought it the, you know the. Um, the twist at the end, I guess we'll say, uh, w- w- I did not see coming. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. uh, I, <laughs> this is so weird. Your wife has a rant about 
you know, uh, she brings other dicks to the yeah, bed. Yeah, yeah. I bring my own dicks to my bed. <laughs> that was so funny. That's yes. a the really, memory really and the memory from thing. mattress. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that <laughs> I mean, dick prints everywhere. That made me laugh really hard. Okay, and then, and then so this is the thing I did want to ask you guys uh, because well, so first of all, what, what would you guys? Is it a horror comedy? Is that the best? It's not quite a horror movie. Well, I, I wouldn't say that's sort of. I mean, when because Spence and I really did the story behind it, and. Um, and and I wrote the script for it, and the whole when I originally wrote the script, it's, I'm glad that you liked uh, Kristen so much because she was the first person that we that we kind of really were like, That's okay, yeah. you know, if we if we're gonna sign her on for this, we're gonna do it. But like a fun fact about the movie that everybody learned involved with the movie, everybody learned about this after the movie was already done, was that. I lied to people throughout the entire thing. <laughs> oh man, I, um, it was so bad. It was probably like mid October. I I uh, contacted Spence and I was like, I kind of have this idea where a girl wakes up next to a dead guy in bed, and he was like, okay. And I said, I think I'm gonna run with it. He goes, okay. And I was like, we're gonna shoot it on New Year's weekend. And he went, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, we're going to do it. And so we had the movie cast by, I would say by mid-November, pretty much. It was, yeah, pretty we much, we yeah. had the ball rolling with everything in place. We had, except, except the script. Yeah. Yeah, we had we had a full cast. So we were working just like Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, full, we, we had a full cast of full crew, locations, dates set. <laughs> Like we had everything ready yeah. to go, and then and people, you had a script you were telling people, everybody was great, yeah. and it was it was, <laughs> yep. it was incredible because we had uh, we had one read through, and originally it was just Kristen Elena who was the the lead, mm-hmm. um, who was an incredible actress. She was really good. I liked yeah. her a yeah. lot. Uh, and Will Connell, uh, who was the guy who was tied up originally, the guy who came yes. with the wallet, mm-hmm. who was another really incredible actor. It was just the three of them at the read through because I didn't have any other characters yet. <laughs> and uh, we had maybe 16 pages done, and they, they sort of read it. And this was probably this was probably mid-November, maybe right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, look, you know, we're still working on the rest of the script, so I don't really want to give it to you yet because it's got to change the shit. This is complete fabrication. Yeah, totally. I had written like nothing. Like, yeah, I yeah. had no idea how this was going to work out. And I kept getting emails from, like, our set designer, Jenny Naxted, who's actually... Fantastic actress, and among many other fantastic things that she does. But she was emailing me, Do you have a final script or like something I can totally read and like start having my whole like literally (laughs) anything? And I went, Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I'll just I'll text Ian and then no. And it was like, no, I'm just bullshitting you. <laughs> you guys are there. primed for Hollywood. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah, they're gonna love you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, um, but no, it was it was uh, it was it was pretty intense, right? It was a lot of fun, though. Yeah. Uh, so when it comes to being a horror comedy, that's pretty much how we've been selling it. Is yeah. as a horror comedy uh-huh. because I never liked I, I I never liked movies that were. It's not that I don't like them. It's always fun to watch a comedy that's just like a, a you know a nonsense comedy where it's slapstick or, or like I'm I'm in love with I'm in love with kind of all movies. I I kind of mm-hmm. suck to ask yeah. that. But then there's there, you know you have comedies and then you have horror and then you have those movies that kind of fall in like the the snatch realm or the pulp fiction realm where it's ultra violence but you can still laugh at a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and they make like what the I think when we when we started writing this the one scene that I kept referencing to him was the scene from Pulp Fiction when um 
Vince and Jules are in the front of the car and they turn around mm-hmm. and you got to have an opinion and yeah. shoot the kid yeah. in the head yeah. and so all Lamar. you can do is laugh. Oh yeah. yeah. And it's like the, they just shot a man in the face, <laughs> yeah. you know? And like but all you can do is laugh at that scene. So I really wanted to kind of take the heart of of like that feeling mm-hmm. and and I think we all wanted to kind of make that into an entire movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. I would go ahead and say that that's a success then because the word that I would use to describe Dead Giveaway when it gets rolling is the same thing that that kind of fuels the whole, uh, and I can't think of the name of that chapter in Pulp Fiction, but with the wolf, is madcap. Madcap's the Mm -hmm. word where it's it's just like, oh, go, 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 go. And so to me, it was less horrific. Of course, there's horror elements. There's a dead body. And it was uh, more just like a fuck, 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 (laughs) which is always funny. But the stakes are made higher by the fact that it's horrific. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, th- I think that that's uh, you succeeded in that with, cool. without a doubt. Thanks. That was our goal. Awesome. To, to that end of it being like sort of this, uh, you know, it, it's hyper violent, but it remains funny and stuff. I uh, I know there's a weird question to ask, but is your it, it, do you think your movie's about anything? Because I did th- I did think as I was watching it, I was like, I feel like this is actually about something. Um. And I'll tell you what I thought, if, if yeah, you guys yeah, are curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so you, I, you first. You because, <laughs> because the girl... So you had all this great comedy for the girls to do where they're like, they sort of like... They have like these funny, exasperated reactions to this horrific situation that's right. happening. Uh, but some of that exasperation is just around things like the thing that made me laugh like first. Like I really laughed hardest first when <laughs> the main girl's first reaction to the dead body in her bed is she's like, is this going to stain my mattress? <laughs> yeah. Right. That right. made me laugh really, really hard. And that so that sort of disconnected selfishness uh, and self-centeredness continues to build throughout from both of the girls right. where there is this thing that they are that they're clearly upset by uh, and she does have some sort of guilt over this thing but also doesn't totally remember doing it so she's not sure if she should feel guilty at the end of the day they're both so uh, uh, such a, uh, I don't know, modern yeah. uh, uh, Ew, young people. That was kind of the, yeah, yeah, that they yeah. just, they're too self-centered to even understand the gravity of the situation. The is, though, they are self-centered, but there's also, I think, a tale like uh, when, uh, I don't know either of their names, but yeah. when Second Girl arrives, yeah. she's on board. Right, she, yeah. Like, if I, show, if I showed up in your house and you had <laughs> right. a dead body in your bed, I'd be like, dude, I'm out. Exactly. Like, right. You clean right. this up and let me know if we still have a show next week. Yeah. You know, but it was just, yeah, let's fix this together. I love that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I got that they were friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I, it, it, one of the funny things is, as we were writing this, I, I think a big part of it was one: we want a really strong female cast. It's, mm-hmm. it's like I feel like it's a rare thing that you really see girls take the spotlight, being funny and sort of drive the driving force. Totally and, agree. And we had a number of motivations, uh, many of which are are budget driven, of course. That's the name <laughs> shoestring gold. But uh, you know that was a big part of it. Uh, but then as it sort of evolved and we were talking about this, it was like, I mean, it's about like just two buddies kind of just yeah. cutting it up, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and uh, and it that I think that becomes a big driving force for it. Cause yeah. It's just like a fun ride at that point. And I, I also I also have like a firm belief in in movies in any movie. And, and this is really going to tie into It Follows that we just watched uh, in any movie. I find that I fall in love with it a lot faster when there is a very centralized focus for the film. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to see the outside world. You don't have yeah. to know too much mm-hmm. about it. But the outside world is clearly built for you. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, when we did this, I mean, three pages in, I was like, there is going to be no mention of the police at right. all. Yeah. Because that's, right. like, 
like out. Like yeah. I don't even want them to question whether or not they're going to call the cops because I don't want the cops to exist in this world. Right. I want. Well, and you don't want the audience thinking about that. If you yeah. can, yeah. if you can get them to disconnect enough that they don't think twice about them not calling the cops, it makes for a more entertaining ride. I think as an There's audience also member. The chance when the cop shows up, you open up a whole new can of worms of people being like. That's not how that would happen. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I'm ugh. a firm believer in if you're going to make a movie, then you should have the right to build whatever world you want. Like in Star Wars, they built whatever world they wanted. Yeah. How come mm-hmm. in Dead Giveaway, we can't build whatever world we want? Right. And yeah. so when it comes to these girls having a disconnect to a dead body in their bed, right. in this world as it is, like I'm not saying they wake up next to dead bodies all the time, but why does that have to be something that people sh- – I hate to say stress out over because right, right. they stress out of a, a totally, little bit, but little like, bit, you know, yeah. like how come they can't, you know, how come it has to be different than, or how come it can't be different than what people would normally right, do? Might, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's also, I mean, that's uh, the beauty of movies, right? It is a movie. It is you right. like you, you want it to, like, why would we watch it? If it were so realistic, it was just like, she freaks out and calls the police and gets the body removed from her home. Right. They take like, a report. There's, yeah. There's nothing she, interesting about and then, that. And then she gets the Lysol. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. And I actually, to your point about it being this uh, centralized, you know, a uh, female led cast uh, that uh, I very much enjoyed that and didn't actually think twice about it, which is kind of great. Awesome. It, it cool. actually has, this buddy comedy feel mm-hmm. to it uh, that very much feels like something I like honestly I don't even know if I would have made the comment about how disconnected they seemed if they weren't women now that I think about it ah. I think if it was like That's Seth really Rogen yeah. and and one of his fucking buddies making chuckly jokes about the dead body they found I don't think I would think twice about like yeah oh, these seem like really self-centered dicks you know right. yeah. I think I would be like oh they're funny buddies uh, yeah. at yeah. which you totally achieve with them and I think because they're women my brain went to like oh well why do women act like this? You know, uh, which is a problem, but a good Why thing that you're. Why the guy gotta be yeah. the one who's dead? <laughs> right. <laughs> which becomes my problem. It makes your movie interesting because it's like it. It actually it forces me to to uh, come to terms with that. You know what I mean? It forces cool. me to bump up against that, uh, which I always think is is good. Actually, is something that a, a good movie can achieve. Yeah, well, I'm well, I'm a firm you. believer in in I think yeah I and I'm not I'm not one of those like ultra feminist people. I think uh, you know a woman should do the dishes. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if she dirtied them, no, I'm just being silly. But um, no, I, I just, I, I do, I when I, I see the power in women in film and in acting, and it's always nice to see girls kind of take over that role. Like that was that sort of pissed me off when I watched Mad Max, and the first, the first thing I heard about Mad Max before I even saw it. Was like, oh, it's just like the women power thing, and I was like, what the fuck, you know? Like, why can't you just watch a movie and characters be doing shit? Yeah, mm-hmm. there's so much mm-hmm. other stuff going on. It's yeah, like, why? like, why like, did why, why, is, why is that your focus? Exactly. And so when, uh, like, when we wrote this, it's almost it. It never when when we started writing it, I don't think we ever had the intention to sort of make it uh, like a, a a girl power thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it once it kind of turned into that, I was like, all right, fuck it, let's run with this, yeah. and and like. And because I mean, shit, I, and we were blessed with having really, really, really good actresses and actors, mm-hmm. and um, and very patient actors like Mike Garrison, who <laughs> literally laid in bed Poor for Mike. twelve hours. <laughs> Dude just sat. That's well, job. He, he sat getting sticky <laughs> and gross. Yeah. Just, oh just in one so position. Whenever they moved for... the blanket and it made squishy noise, was oh, that real? Man. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh yeah. Can that, I tell like, you that was one of my favorite things about it? That fucking squishy sound effect made me laugh every time it happened. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We really go for it. To jump back to just it being female centric, I think that that is where 
it links to horror for me. Yes. Because like 99% of the horror movies I love, including It Follows, are centered around, you know, Final Girl. Final Girl. Or, you know, but I mean, even even beyond that, uh, like famously, uh, the movie Antichrist. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things that they had on set was they had a coach there to check to make sure that it wasn't being like too misogynist or anything. Uh They had that on there because all it was and... what changed about it was the the difference between this movie and most movies is usually haunted house makes the dad crazy, dad kills the family. This mm-hmm. one was haunted haunted forest makes the woman crazy, goes after the dead, and that's that's a flip, and it's it's not very well worn territory, right. so it's very easy to step into something that would be tasteless. Mm-hmm. Right. So they had that coach there, um, and, and so my point being is there's definitely a template surrounding women in horror. Oh yeah, that yeah. I think works for something like Dead Giveaway because. In my head, I'm pre-programmed to think like, oh, I, I really want these girls to get away with it. Mm-hmm. I want them to get out of this. Meanwhile, you know, they're ignoring a death. Not ignoring, but, you know, not catching the gravity of a death. Sure. But that's purchased for me by the fact that, yeah, I'm rooting for her. I, I want her to, to win the horror movie. You know? Cool. I cool. want it to be the... I also didn't think about it until we were talking about it, but that is because it exists in the horror genre. You get this interesting effect of, like, the final girl is, like, w- like the singular, probably, like, most repeated trope across horror Absolutely. movies. Yeah. And this movie features so many women, it's impossible for it even to, like... Ta- like even come close to it being a final girl story, yeah. uh, which is really kind of interesting. Ignore it. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I mean, really, the only people who are really victimized in the movie at all are the men. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I just love that my two male partners wrote it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I very much enjoyed it. I really did. I, cool. I thought it was a lot Thank of fun. You. Very glad. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you watching it. At Before all. we bounce from the movie, tell us a little bit about your company. Yo, yeah, yeah, please. Yeah, oh, me? Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, we started uh, three years ago. Uh, Ian sort of had this idea for a feature-length film, and he pulled Spence and I aboard, and sort of through the couple months that it took to film it, at the end of it, we were like, let's just make this official. And um, we... That's how most relationships start, right? Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much what it was. It's totally like like we were fooling around for a couple months, Uh and then it was like, oh, so we We tried some over-the-shirt stuff, (laughs) and we liked it, so, you know. Yeah, it was like, okay, so I think it's time to take the next step and put this thing on film, baby. (laughs) Over-the-shirt. Oh, no. But yeah, we uh, we made an official a couple years ago, and uh, since then, basically, our sort of I guess mission statement is that we feel like good film doesn't need to come with a multi-million dollar budget mm-hmm. here, here. and yeah. um, in the few years that we've been sort of churning out bits and pieces of stuff it's been a lot of um, pulling actors and we are really lucky to have a um, sort of extended family of actors in the Philadelphia and South Jersey area that are just phenomenal and like to hang out with us for whatever reason and like to be paid in like beer and pizza. So then we give them scripts and, you know, like we, we get to have fun and make film with our friends. But at the same time, I feel like um, we kind of prove that we, we don't need, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to make something really good right which are i mean our goal has always been to do 
to constantly one up ourselves. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So Always. we had, I mean, the first feature film that we made that she's talking about. What's funny about it is the the first day of shooting was the first time these two met. Yeah. Oh, wow. oh yeah. Weird they, story. They showed up at my house at four o'clock. They showed up at my house at four o'clock in the morning, and I was like, Spence, Amanda, Amanda, Spence. And, let's uh, make a company. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's, no, yeah like, pretty much. Let's like, start some shit. But even like since then, I was in. Um, Ian's wedding, and now I was in Spence's wedding. Yeah, and yeah. so like it's like very much become. It's a family, you know. Family. We're, we're best friends, and we're a family, and it's and it's nice. But the, I mean, how the do you feel about cars? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like family and cars together makes oh, yeah. great movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, so. Very big into the, the fast we, uh, family. <laughs> <laughs> but we, um, I mean, the first the first feature we made, we never even released. Yeah. Because we mm. didn't like it enough. Mm -hmm. um, and it was one of those things where once it was done, uh, we, we knew that we were capable of better. And so the following year is when, uh, what Amanda mentioned earlier, last year at Philomoka, we did Shades and Shorts, which six of our short films uh, that we all made. And then we were like, okay, we should bring other filmmakers into this mm -hmm. from around the area. And, um, and then we started working on Dead Giveaway, like I said, like mid-last October. Working on really, we we kind of bullshitted our way through it until <laughs> December, and we were Ish. like, "Fuck, we need to make a movie." <laughs> um, you can say "fuck," right? You guys say "fuck." Uh, fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck. Um, but then, uh, <laughs> but then, uh, did uh, everybody get one in? Are we good? Did we go around the horde on that? <laughs> yeah. Um, Cock fuck shit. <laughs> Sorry. I'm saving mine up. Don't worry. Oh, okay. good. We're gonna boobies. This is gonna be that's a, a big shit one. show at the end. <laughs> a what show? <laughs> but um. We, yeah, that's the one word they don't say shit. I should just leave. Spence, sorry, my mom's going to listen to this um, later. But we made, <laughs> I mean, the our goal is to always, you know, we want to have a bigger budget and we try to save up because our goal is to pay the people who are working for us. Because it's uh, it's yeah. nice to have, like, like Amanda said, it's nice to have a lot of friends who will work for beer and pizza. It's nicer when people who like like Elena Camp, who is our lead, and Kristen Foreman and Will Connell, like these people, Maggie Griffin Smith, yep. um, who these people who are very very professional actors, like that's their full time job. Mm -hmm. It's nice yeah. to be able to say to them like, "Hey, we can pay you union rates for this," yeah. and we mm -hmm. might not be like we we might not be pulling in union paperwork, mm -hmm. but we will give you union rates yeah. for your work because you deserve it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, so that's what we're doing. Uh, that's what we're planning on doing in, in the very near future with our future projects. But like Dead Giveaway, we made, I think we calculated our budget being about $400. About that. Wow. Beautiful. That's and, the way to do it. And the, yeah. the funny thing is, too, just on that note, um, you know, sort of to toot our own horn a little bit. Toot. You know, we've, that's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> we've, you know, we've, we've talked to, through doing this, we've, we've managed to get to know a lot of people who, who are just as passionate about this type of thing as, as we are. And, yeah. and, and, and then some, um, and every here and there it's, Hey, what did you shoot that on? You know, like, mm -hmm. you know, and if you really, you know, if you're really sort of, you know, shooting the shit with them, it's like, you know, do you spend a lot of money on that? And you get an idea of what people are putting into these things. Yeah. And it's funny because, uh, even now watching, you know, big budget movies. It's kind of like we can watch it and we go, yeah, uh, we, we could we we could really stretch that dollar. Yeah. Like we, yeah. we, oh, yeah. we, we could stretch we that dollar. We could have done the same you know, thing for like, about an eighth. Like of the everybody budget. could take a month off of work and be paid handsomely, and we still wouldn't even scratch the surface. That's mm, uh, yeah. my uh, my roommate is like a, a young filmmaker, and he's always talking about like all he hears in film school is like, uh, oh, did you see the way they lit that? The lighting just looks so good, and he's like. Yeah, but you, it, it doesn't 
that doesn't matter. Like, if you're not telling a good story, who gives a fuck? Like, like right. I do it cheaper and tell a I've better watched, story. I've watched more than a few episodes of Gilmore Girls just because that show is supremely well lit. <laughs> I, I don't even love that show. It's beautifully I lit. So He's not trying to say that doesn't matter. His point is more no, no, like... I, I just couldn't resist. Yeah. You don't to need to spend <laughs> money on that. I remember you were telling me. Uh, it's, uh, all you need to make a good movie is uh, a story and... Um, actors and a camera. A story, mm-hmm. yeah, a, yeah, story, actors, and a camera. Something mm-hmm. along those lines. Mm-hmm. I, I, but there I was mean, a movie that came out. Uh, it's probably still... I think it's still one of the Ritzes, but Tangerine, yeah, shot yeah. entirely on uh, iPhone, iPhone 5s yep. with right. a widescreen lens, yep. right? And it it looks like that, mm-hmm. but it's a it's mm-hmm. a great flick. It's a good fucking it's movie because really, they told really a good. really good story, yeah. and that's and it didn't look bad. I think the only time yeah. Yeah. that something looking unprofessional can take you out of the movie is if it looks bad, right? Yeah. And we're it, at a yeah. point now where there's so many resources available. I mean, you can shoot with this, and it looks. I'm holding yeah. an, an iPhone to people at home, and it, it might not look like Transformers, but uh, <laughs> right. and it thank God bad. it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look bad though. It looks. Yeah, you know, but that's the thing about technology, the way square. it is, mm-hmm. and how accessible technology mm-hmm. is, and really freaking good technology that isn't really that expensive when it comes down to it. Then it needs to be. The actors and the script at the end of the day. Oh, absolutely! Because anyone can make something look really pretty. Mm-hmm. And that was my yeah. original gripe with, and that's when I when I uh, started writing the first feature we were talking about, and we kind of formed up as a team. My whole problem originally was like, I mean, I was tired of waiting around, and it's always exhausting when you it hear is. young filmmakers, especially like I don't know, I'm, I'm not, I've never met your roommate, yeah. uh, but he doesn't sound like this kind of person. But it's always exhausting when you hear these young filmmakers who are like, uh, like. I would do this, but I need to get a fucking red dragon talks first, about that a lot and too, I have yeah. to, and I have to make sure that I have goddamn airy lights mm-hmm. that are all five Ks. And oh, what if I can't live? It's like shut, fuck, pick don't up know, a camera. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the DSLR. Shoot some shit. Shoot two. And it people. looks good. Yeah, Thanks. shoot people. Thank you very yeah. much. We uh, we do, we really do try to do our best. Well, like as much as we're talking shit about, like all you need is a camera and a story. We really do go out of our way to take our time and and really try to make sure that our shots are lining up and well, we're we mindful it. of it. We're yeah, yeah. we trying to make the tools work. You for want to make us. the right. best product you can with your the available exactly. resources. Exactly. Of, you know. Exactly. Uh, but, but there's I, that whole thing about shining shit. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yep. you got to have your good script. You got to have yeah. your good right. actors. You right. have yeah. to yeah. have. You, know, you got to have a good. And team. then you and then you have to know film and know what looks good yeah. because just because you have the multi million dollar camera and all the other shit that goes with mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that what you're going to line up is going to actually look good at the end of the right. day. Yep. Yeah. And if yeah. all else fails, you just call the Rock. <laughs> yeah. and you're like, get down here. We need the fucking job would... now. <laughs> oh man, we all would. We all would. Next yep. time we're yep. on the podcast, uh, the fourth member of our team is going to be the Rock. Oh I, my listen, God. if you could hook that you up for Dan and I, we'd be Dwayne so now? excited. Specifically because he's banging a man. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. He, he goes Excuse by me, Dwayne. Dwayne. Now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, Dwayne. Okay. Dwayne, could you just could you just come in here quick, Dwayne? I can't yeah. wait to have a restraining order put on me by the Rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Uh, we call him we call him D Rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only as but, closest um, friends. Yeah, so but, so we are excited about the the 
uh, show on the 11th. Yeah, so September 11th, Philomoka, yeah. uh, screening of Dead um, Giveaway with a couple other shorts. That right, date's going to have yeah. a new yeah. name. Our, yes. People yeah, are going to be please, like, 9 11, I don't think about that tragedy anymore. I think about tragedy. Yeah. About string gold when I think 9 11. Oh, Jesus. Wait, no, I don't want Let's rethink that pitch. It's actually, going to be awesome, though. But we, we, have, we have a couple a, other shorts uh, visiting us that night. Um, one was also um, at the track, Timothy W. Stevens and his Mayu, okay. uh, which uh, per- had its Philadelphia premiere at the track mm-hmm. um, in July when we were there. He's going to be with us again at that Philomoga. That was really cool. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a really cool, cool one, movie. right? It's, it's wild. super it's pretty. Yeah, I just yeah. the whole so, time just mm. like so pretty. Yeah. Um, but besides that, we have a couple other. Um, People that are going to be joining us that we're going to slowly be releasing information. Ooh. So like, so we're, uh, yeah, the I was going to say we'll do plugs around the end. But if you okay. want to plug that right now, so that people can go find this while we're talking about it while they're interested, where um, would they find you guys to get this information as it comes out? A couple out? things, I, I suppose. Yeah, right? yeah, I mean, we're on Facebook. Yeah, uh, at True String Gold. Yep. That's and probably um, where the, we're the most active. I would even yeah, say. Yeah, more yeah. than yeah. anywhere else is is Facebook and Instagram. We like to play um, around on Instagram a bit. ShoestringGold.com. Yeah, you gotta remember that, right? Good. Yeah, yeah. we'll uh, we'll hit those plugs again later. But that cool. just yeah, while awesome. people are thinking about that and trying to track yeah, that stuff thank down, you. that's yeah. Um, we, have a, we have a really big and and we'll plug it again later. I'm just pumped about it. I get really nervous. I get so excited. We have a really we have a really big announcement to make at Ooh. the show. Woo! True story. Uh, yeah. Woo! Yeah, so that's it's gonna be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. that's cool. We're gonna make Dan say it. Oh, Ooh. Ooh. I don't even know what it is yet. I am super this excited. It's that secret. If it involves the rock, oh my god. You open up an envelope and all it's going to say is The Rock. The Rock is watching you. You can watch. I'll read it. You'll see the stain form on the front of my pants as I just pee everywhere in fear. Hey, speaking of, what a great transition to It Follows. Someone does pee on themselves in that movie. Yeah. There's a few There's times. A, a few times of that. A lot, a lot of pee. Lot of pee. We yeah. haven't talked about the pee. We'll get to the pee. <laughs> we'll get to well, the yeah, pee. a little bit. One of the one of my notes that I wrote down is just pee. I wrote it for. There's like a hundred e's. It feels like ten <laughs> lines. <Just> pee. pee. <laughs> But uh, oh, so uh, we've talked about this for many, many episodes. Yes, uh, I've been recommending it for about a year and a half uh-huh. now to people mm-hmm. to see it. Follows. I will give you a preview when we do our top. Uh, uh, of the year at the end of the year it will once again come with the caveat yeah. of I put It Follows on it last year but It Follows is the best movie of this year <laughs> yep. so I just I saw it at a festival so I, I bumped it up on my list last what year what festival? Uh, it was just the Philadelphia Film Festival oh, no shit. Right. and so it was I was floored and I'm like oh you gotta see this movie and then of course it's 2015 so now when I do yeah. my list it comes with that caveat I, now with, with like all the online distribution and stuff like all the fucking top 10 lists we've made are so oh, fucked up because it's like well I got to see that last year yeah but it didn't get released really until this year and it, you know yeah. <laughs> the way people yeah the way people are watching stuff anymore yeah. is it's entirely it's yeah. just oh, disjointed yeah. there's yeah, no yeah. way that you're you're on board when it's actually like you know <laughs> done I have to admit though i was i was really pumped about it follows specifically because of this podcast because um i had a buddy of mine uh who's the best man at my wedding he's he actually did the music for our movie oh yeah. cool. um very very talented dude brian Crawford. um he uh was telling me he was like, dude, have you seen it? Follows. He goes, because I stole it, and it's <laughs> he, was like, he was like, it's incredible. And I was like, no, but like, and he and I go back and forth with movies constantly. Like, sure. it's a daily thing. Like, did you see this? You should watch this. Mm-hmm. And and he's almost in the realm of like Spence with me, where where Spence and I will go back and forth. And it's like, 
It, you know, there's people who tell you that you're crazy for not watching a movie. Right. But then there's people that you know that it's like, if you haven't seen this fucking movie, you are crazy. And you listen to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so, like, and, and I was I was telling you guys earlier, I listen to your podcast regularly, and, and I feel like you genuinely give a shit about movies that you talk about. Like like your Taxi Driver podcast is one of my favorites. You, oh, thanks, you really man. dug into that it well. the first time I had ever seen Taxi Driver, too. <laughs> no shit, really? Yeah, really yeah I'd never seen it, so it was yeah. a really good movie. Um, but so, like, you guys were talking about that, and, then, and you know, and since then I've heard... Scully, I've heard, heard you genuinely talk about it. Mm-hmm. Follows probably forty-seven times. Oh, yeah, 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 a couple, really yeah, a couple times. Up a lot. <laughs> and, and was, it's funny too because he'll be like, "Yeah, this movie, blah blah blah." It's like it follows when and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, "All right, I gotta watch this." I've and gone so. on record as saying that to me, I I put it up there with Halloween. I put it up there with The Shining. I really think it's damn it good. Is yeah. Just perfect that there's nothing yeah. i would fix about it nothing i would change about it and i am praying that the murmurs that i'm hearing that they're gonna franchise it and sequelize it are just that murmurs. Yeah. Yeah. i hope that so i said, really do i will watch every goddamn one <laughs> <laughs> absolutely it, i feel like it's inevitable with the with a popular horror film oh, yeah. you know what i mean Cause again yeah. ha- and it doesn't and it doesn't thankfully that never takes away from the brilliance of you know again halloween is still one of my favorite horror yeah. movies and exactly. there's a shitload of those and that's yeah. why i'm open to it look at blair witch yeah i mean there's a ton of those or mm. paranormal activity yeah. i mean both of those are, were brilliant for what they were yeah it's and, it's and so it technically it's so cheap to make horror if there's a good one they will serialize yeah. it you oh, know? Yeah. and there's really nothing inherently expensive about it follows it's actually shot digital. no not at all um there, there's nobody of note actor Mm-mm. actress wise um except for that Kier gilchrist what what and um <laughs> and, uh, yeah, i mean the whole thing i think probably the most expensive thing they did was hire a band to do their soundtrack yeah yeah because yeah. you know, uh, yeah, i mean one of the one of the kind of brilliant things about it if you think about it uh I, I i would assume if i were a guy trying to write a horror movie and i was trying to keep the budget down uh one of the things i would be thinking about is how do i have a killer or a monster or whatever of some kind that's pretty cheap to put on screen Oh, I'll just make it look like people. Right? <laughs> right. I'll, yeah. I'll make it look Literally like the people anybody. that I've already hired to <laughs> yes. be in this movie yeah. to play other exactly. characters. Yeah. I'll, I'll recycle some of my extras. Go. Exactly. Or it be <laughs> literally <laughs> anyone. Yeah. It's one of those things where I almost feel like one of the conversations on set that we would have had is like, who did we pay for an extra day? That for okay, put put him in pajamas. Yeah, <laughs> make him look like he peed. Yep. Yeah, do me a favor. In I fact, need you, just have him pee. I need <laughs> you to piss yourself and walk like a robot. And then, Slowly. And then growl when you hit the X. <laughs> yeah, it's. I think that's like. Kind of, I, I have a feeling that that fueled that choice to some extent. Absolutely. Uh, and then, it, or maybe not. But it, it, to me, it seems like that fueled that choice. And then there was a really interesting story built around that mm. choice oh, yeah. to keep the, yeah. the monster not in effect. To keep it very cheap, uh, just played by actors who don't even really need makeup. You know. Well, there's something to be said for I think, and and I'm I'm sort of pulling from Paranormal Activity a little bit and from Blair Witch a little bit, uh, just because I think. I think there's something to really be said for other and I'm and I'm not going to talk about uh about handheld, you know, first person sure. movies, but more so not seeing your villain. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at when you look at early horror movies uh in the way that they were in the late 70s early 80s Halloweens and Friday the 13th and you had this slasher killer and then you look in the last 10 to 15 years and some of the best horror movies or some of the movies that I think are the best horror movies are the ones where you don't see the villain. Oh, Even yeah. like an yeah. alien, there's an alien, and it's kind of, or in Jaws, you only see a little bit of them, Glimpses. and then you're scared. But yeah. then, you know, when you look at, I mean, in Paranormal Activity, there there's no villain at all. Right. There's just a ghost that you're never going to see. Yeah. Or, in, you know, in the case for It Follows, which I think is really incredible, is that you don't, 
you you don't know what's coming and when, and they do a really good job of of making you question whether or not something is the the you, mm, that you, demon they let or you not. Question it the entire time. It's crazy how much unknown there is uh, in a relation lot. to this like this this villainous monster in this movie. There's so much. Uh, you know, because the unknown, the, the unknowable is the scariest thing, right? That's, uh, yeah. you know, Hitchcock, uh, that's like a famous Hitchcock quote. And a, uh, I think uh, also, um, oh, in the Mouth of Madness, what's that guy's name? Uh, oh, uh, at the Mountains of Madness is what yeah, I Yeah, that's uh, um, uh, Lovecraft. Yeah, Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that like the unknown is the most terrifying thing. There's so much unknown about this thing, even though it's the most knowable thing, mm. right? It's people. It looks just like us. That's right. the most knowable thing to us. Yet, because it could be any figure at any time, it might be something you recognize, it might not be somebody you recognize, it might be really tall, it might be really short, whatever. There's so much unknown about this super knowable thing. It's Absolutely. almost scarier that it's like grounded well, in your known world. I think the reason why world. it is scary is because, to me, like there's a lot of talk that's like, oh, this is a, this is a movie that is a, a sexual morality play. Mm-hmm. I'd throw that theory in the trash. Yeah. Like, yeah, there is sexual imagery, and yes, it is a sexually transmitted ghost. But to me, it's just about like, I don't know what's going to kill me. Right. I know it's going to kill me. Yeah. Whatever it is, you know, I could die of cancer. I could walk out front and get hit by a septibus. Yep. Right. And, you know, well, I'm always and curious. you never know. I and, think it's about the I genuine fear of so, death. So scary about yeah. it is yeah. that we have all signed on for, uh, yep. even when the, the girl's reading from her e-reader, mm-hmm. which sexual mm-hmm. imagery looks like a uh, uh, birth control yep. pill exactly. uh, container. Yep. It uh and a, and a seashell that is you know another happy uh, pink seashell exactly exactly slash birth control slash nook yeah yep. <laughs> yeah she yeah. reads that exactly. one thing about how de- I mean it's it's almost like didactic yes. completely on the nose just hey death comes in whatever form we don't know but yep. you know we're contractually obliged to it mm-hmm. and that, that that's the whole thesis of the movie to me is just these kids are growing up. Yeah. And there's a point, you know, when I was like 19 or 20 where I was like, oh, I have responsibilities beyond just enjoying myself. This comes to an end. You know, yeah. yeah, there's there's yeah. there's a limit here. Yeah. Uh, and I think the way that's sex... scary. I, I, that I think so, too. every day yeah. when I just think about shit like I, that. I think the way sex plays into it is significant and important. It's just not... I don't think it's important in this, you know... It's surface level. Yeah. Uh, it's completely yeah. surface level. What I do think is important about it is I think that they are trying to say something about... Um, uh, I don't want to say this. The 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 way that uh, sex does sort of define a certain part of your life, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, sex is this very... It's a def- rite of passage. It's a very definitive mm-hmm. experience sure. that once you go through it, uh, you are markedly different, right, than you were before. Uh, and I think maybe there is some connection they're trying to draw between that, mo- that being the moment that uh, the innocence is now gone and you are in the face of death from here on out. Well, that's kind of like what I was thinking is that like on average, at the average point that someone loses their virginity, has sex, is sort of the point that you are an adult that you sort of start thinking about your future Mm -hmm. and how that future can be ended by something like death. Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw this out there. Are you guys all assuming that she lost her virginity to that guy? No. No, no, no. no, no, no. It's, oh, it's okay. That okay. She didn't. Yeah. No, yeah, okay. I think they make it pretty explicit she probably did right. not yeah, lose yeah. her virginity they, they openly state that her and um and cool guy uh, had sex before. Oh, right. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, well okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why when um when uh White Knight kid mm-hmm. is like, why'd you pick him? And she's like, oh, I thought he could handle it. Right. Yeah. It's like, well, you know, and also there was comfort there. You know, yeah, she yeah, already yeah. had yeah. that. Okay, impact. cool. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, yeah okay. No, I just, get, just the more of like, you become a sexually active person mm-hmm. that you being of an adult mindset and, and sort mm-hmm. of thinking about 
like your livelihood and what can go wrong and how things can get fucked up. Like it's just sort of in that same sort of time frame where I don't think it has anything to do with, well, I mean, has a little bit to do with like sexuality and, and, and having sex, but it's not sort of that's the, it's more the about crux that, of the yeah. story. It's just sort of that's how it happens and that's sort of the same time frame of like... Exactly. Hmm. It's that time in your like, life yeah. when you're moving from the innocence of childhood to the Absolutely. responsibility Absolutely. of adulthood. I think and that's I think, the word of responsibility because yeah. sex yeah. is one of the activities that comes with responsibility. Exactly. Absolutely. And I think that's what the movie's using it for. It is a pleasurable thing that you can really only handle at a certain time because, you know, you can enjoy yourself... You could also end up with the responsibility of it. You could create a life. A life, yeah. You could also yeah. catch a disease. Yeah. You could get a, a demon that follows you. <laughs> well, and, can happen. And you know? either... Spin the wheel. And either <laughs> potentially... Yeah. Either potentially having a kid or getting a disease are both things that would very much make you confront the idea of death. Absolutely. Right? Like, both Absolutely. of those things yeah. would put you right in the face of it. Mm-hmm. And you know um, what's funny, too, is I think back on the first time, or the first handful of times, I really hope my mom doesn't listen to this. Uh, the first, <laughs> Hi, Reena. She's gonna. Hi, mom. Irene, <laughs> she's a gem. Uh, Believe it or not, Irene your Kimmel's married son sick. has sex. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, yeah, fuck, shit. But He's no, digging the, deeper, though. <laughs> the first couple times that that I had sex, and I remember specifically, it was I, with your wife. <laughs> months after your wedding, yeah, <laughs> and it was excellent. No, um, no, the first couple times I had sex as a teenager. Um, in my parents' house. That's <laughs> usually how it goes down. They knew. Yeah. They, knew. Yeah. they were I happy. I'm back now, and I'm like, my yeah. parents yeah, knew yeah, yeah, every yeah. time I was fucking oh, masturbating God, yeah. or smoking pot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. They're not that dumb. They can't um, be that no. dumb. <laughs> no, but I remember genuinely, and, it, and as, as absurd as it sounds and as, and as kind of uh, embarrassing as it makes me feel, I genuinely remember having the feeling of like, Oh God! Like, what the fuck could have just gone wrong? Oh yeah, yeah. because oh when yeah, like sixth or seventh or eighth grade that they start pumping into your head, like you'll get fucking. Oh, you're playing with yeah. fire. Like oh, yeah. you're you're gonna yeah. get fucking they crabs. Even, they even scare you about the contraception that you should be using. They oh, go like, yeah. oh, it'll break. And, yeah, uh, yeah. That, they're, like, yeah. they're like, they're like, don't double up. It'll break faster. Time, I remember the like the moments after I first lost my virginity. My mindset went from like. From like, oh man, I'm about to have sex to just like, well, all right. <laughs> an adult, and I felt like I, I was this new, you know, like, like yeah. I just killed someone for the first yeah. time. Yeah. I kind of really want to yeah. picture 16 year old you. 18. Being... I was a late bloomer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's tell everybody you were 14. Okay, 14. And I just want to picture trying <laughs> Early to be like, no yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, right. Woo. With a 33 year old woman. Yeah. <laughs> With, like your teacher, your English teacher. Oh, right? Madge. When you were 15. <laughs> yes. And yes. it was your English Stop. teacher. Madge O'Clanahan. <laughs> we're just writing porno now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> she's yeah. not a fan stop. of your male fantasy right now. Stop you right You're going to make a new, a new movie called Head Giveaway. <laughs> and it's a, it's a blowjob porno where Considering they're giving away. Considering that I am an English teacher of 14 year olds. So I'm just going to uh, stop no, you right, right there. Hey, man. No. Regardless, I think that one of the. that that. That mentality that I'm talking about is apparent in It Follows. Yes. Um, there's a line from uh, Paul mm-hmm. who, when uh, Jay yes. uh, ends up having yeah. sex with Greg. Yeah, that's right. And he says, why'd you pick him? Yeah. <laughs> As yeah. if like, it was a complete... Uh, 
This it, it was in- inevitable that she was going to fuck somebody. Right, right, And right. he was just hoping it was going to be him, which is so fucked. But uh, such a at the same time, thing, it's though, such man. a teenage yeah. thing. hormonal teenage because boy he's, thing. he's chasing that mentality yeah. that I said I had, which was like, well, now that I did it, it is done. Yeah. And, I am the, and it's like, I'm not a different person now mm-hmm. by any stretch of the means. You know, just... But I mean, at the same time, like, because, okay, not get, like, I guess giving things away. We're talking about the whole fucking movie. Oh, we always do, yeah. But, like, people that listen to this know we spoil the shit out of these movies, so feel free. So she now has it or whatever. It's following her. So she is almost, like, in a lot of ways, sort of giving up a new virginity. Yes. Then to the next person. So, Mm -hmm. like, this whole idea of her picking someone, Mm -hmm. like, I I remember. Mm -hmm. Like, that being, like, you, you, not you. Mm-hmm. You, not you. Like that's sort of interesting. Like, I didn't think about it. From I would that side. give it yeah, to right. you. I would not give it to you. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of get that whole like you picking him. Like she absolutely picked him for a very real reason for the context of the movie. Oh yeah. But that whole idea of picking him, like she's sort of giving up another virginity of sort of passing along the. Oh, and add to that the layer of, you know, it's survival, and the only way to survive is I have to explicitly hurt someone else. Yeah. yeah. Well, think about, uh, think about how uh, emasculating it is for that character uh, to see her give it to another guy who's clearly, like, the cool guy in the movie. The macho one, yeah. He's the, Jordan, more, he's the Jordan, more manly one. Yeah, Jordan Catalano. <laughs> he's bigger than everybody else, but, you know, she yeah. also, you know... How emasculating it must be for him to have a crush on a girl, and for him to her to say to him basically, "Well, he's more man than you." Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, yeah. I thought that when in, she in said that scene, he it's could a montage it. of him seeing them holding hands, but yeah. it was uh, right before that he's watching them at the cafeteria flirting flirt with, with a girls. table full of women. Yes. Yeah. Right. And it's like that yeah. fucking hurts. Which, by the way, I'm going to do this from time to time as we go through this thing. I just want to pop in where I hear people. I've heard other reviews complain about things. One of the things is. How does this movie make sense if she gives it to Greg and then it doesn't come after Greg mm. for like three days? The movie is very explicitly yes. trying to tell us he that Greg totally is fucking other women mm-hmm. and he gave it to other women over those three days. And those other women and it, are dying. They are dying and well it played. is finally coming back to yep. him yeah. when she sees it at the house. Yeah. I just, I'm just i going to pop in throughout this show and just no, explain really, away these details that people keep you complaining don't know how about. how many times I've no. gotten in long-winded, yep. ill-advised Facebook arguments with people where they're like, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, you just got to... Do a little legwork. Yeah, just yep. the just same like people who go. They didn't the explain anything. Yeah, it's like they, uh, they did. They want? gave it to you. They, the they showed him in the car with the older woman, and then they showed him flirting with the girls in the cafeteria. Yeah. That's all the information we need to know that this guy is sleeping around. Yeah, the visual yeah. cues are yep. there. Yep, without a doubt. Yep. Uh, smart filmmaking on Mitchell's part, by the way. Well, Absolutely. there was something that I yeah. noted down here that I thought was really, really interesting that never occurred to me before. When she first gets dropped off, <laughs> dropped off, kicked out of the car by Hugh, and you know, hands tied still. Yeah. Do you remember what game? her friends were playing on the porch. Oh, Old, old Maid. maid. Old Maid. Mm-hmm. And Old Maid is the game where you don't tell anyone what's in your cards nope. and they get to pick something from you and you got to get rid of your Old Maid. Yep. Yeah. You cannot tell them a word. You have to just put on your, you know, put on your face and you're constantly swapping no information one with one another. With and you don't want to get end yeah. up with the Old Maid because yeah. if you yeah. get stuck with the Old Maid, you lose. Oh yeah. And that is that is the plot of it follows. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was super <laughs> it's interesting. It's smart storytelling. He's uh, the the movie's full of that kind of stuff. And like you said, some of it's very on the nose. He's got those oh, those uh, the the passages from the book that she's reading mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that uh, are all very on the nose as far as like the oh, experiences the, the, the kids are having. You ended up but. looking the, it up. Yes. The love song, love story, love uh, song of Alfred, Alfred J. Pr- Alfred Prufrock. Prufrock. Yes. Prufrock. Um. Yeah. I want to like reread it. It's. It's one of those I, it's really long time. freaking long poems. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's a story in and of itself. But I now I mean I 
for those of you listening, I this is the first time I saw the movie like an hour ago. So <laughs> I want to reread it again because I think um, just after watching the film, that wasn't like just oh, let's throw whatever poem in it. Like that was a very specific oh, yeah. poem. And I think there's a lot of of you know, mirroring going on with seeing that I picked up a couple lines from it, at least the vibe that I got from it. I didn't, didn't write the lines down, but there was one of the one of the, the uh, general things that was being said by the person reading the poem was, I, I, like, I saw the flicker of, of what I'm capable of, yeah. and that's enough for me to, you know, to go ahead and exploit that. I've seen the future and what it brings, and so I'm going to work to create that. And there's a reference and to Lazarus, too, yes. which yes. I feel yes. like really interesting. Yeah, he comes back Lazarus from the dead. rises from, from the, the dead. dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, my point being, I think the most potent creative force is not having enough time. Mm-hmm. Um, be it, you know, I'm a huge, huge, huge procrastinator because that's when I work best down mm-hmm. at the wire, you know, mm-hmm. but it, that's also what gives life meaning is the fact that it will end. And so I liked that poem because the, at least what I gathered was the point of view of the person speaking the poem was, you know, I, I saw that flicker of what I'm capable of. So I have to use my time to accomplish that. Mm-hmm. And that is so much more intense when you're like, I read a, a really great news story the other day. Uh, someone who had six months to live just cashed in all the retirement funds, going to travel the world. Because awesome. fuck it, why? Yeah. Why not? You know, why not? And, like, yeah. that is, and it's that kind of thing where it's when when you suddenly see the finish line, it's like shit. How did I run? You know, yeah. did I did I do this? And I think that poem had some parallel to that. Yeah, I, that, I, wish I wrote more down. I mean, I I don't, I don't want to like jump straight to the ending, but I was I, I was thinking this more and more as the movie was going on and trying to process it, uh, and and I was thinking about the ending because I knew what was coming because I had seen it before, uh, and and right before you get to the ending, she reads sort of the final passage that is read uh, in in the movie, and it's all about um, sort of fear of the end right mm, yeah uh, and I was saying as we were watching the movie that uh, you know a big complaint people had about this movie is the rules of the monster seem a little unclear uh, it's they, they sort of indicate that it's always gonna follow you but then there are times when it's not moving you know there's the, we see it on the top of her house at one point just watching her and I think there are logical things within the story where we go oh, yeah. well at that point we don't even know if it's following her mm-hmm. so it could just be watching her and her you windows know, yeah. were boarded up so yeah. it was probably just trying to get to the upstairs window right. yeah uh, but uh, I, to one of the things I said is I think the the best explanation for why the the monster uh, I guess is the best way to call it why this monster uh, acts in the way that it does and treats people the way that it does is it seems to thrive off of fear in some way I think I think that it is it wants to scare its victims that it doesn't get anything out of its victims if it's not terrifying them in mm-hmm. that moment that's why it chooses to be Greg's mom because what is scarier to Greg who's very sexually active at his age already than his own mom coming in to forcibly like rape oh, yeah. him you know and at um, that point she's watch uh, Jay is watching. Too. Yes, that's horrifying. That's horrifying to yeah. her too. Exactly to see him get attacked by his mom, right? Uh, so I think that uh, at the end, when we see the two of them walking hand in hand, uh, Jay and and Paul, who have now chosen to sort of share this thing, not mm. necessarily, but kind of share this. Well, maybe thing, he right? fucks yeah. those prostitutes. We don't know. He, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. he, he could have passed it on. Yeah. He could have. Uh, but we do see someone following them, and it is clear. Actually, I, I paid attention in the two, first two shots we see. There is not someone following them. Mm-hmm. It's only the last shot yeah. where suddenly someone is following them. And it's now, him. Did you notice it's him? Who's him? I'm sorry. Who's, who's him? him? The 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 boyfriend in the in the very last scene you're talking about when they're walking yes. away together. Yeah, it's the boyfriend. The, what the what guy, do you mean the boyfriend? The guy, the goofy young kid, white knight. Are you saying Paul is following Paul? He's following them. Really? Yeah. Really? 
Watch it again. I would have to look at it. I, I would have to look at it. The only I reason I can notice it. The only reason I can I notice it is because he's wearing the long white hoodie that comes down mid thigh, and then the brown jacket that only comes waist high. Mm-hmm. And it's very clear that that's the exact same thing wow. that's following them. Oh, that's and so what I got from that was that they're clearly having sex back and forth. So it's either following one of them or the other one. This See, is I what I was, was going to say. Clearly, him, and I thought it was just ambiguous in terms of. And it's actually kind of a nice thing. I. One of the things that we do to stave off the fear of death is we couple up. Yeah, you know, it's it's yeah. we find comfort in in others, and even though their situation is potentially more dire, the fact that it's well now we're two people looking over our shoulder together, it's that much better. That was the point I was going to make. Yeah. Is it is vague, right? We don't know if that's actually. The I'd like thing. to see it again though with the yeah. wardrobe yeah, thing yeah. you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Wanna, yes. it's definitely. Watch it again, yes. Yeah. The point I was trying to make is it, we, we it is vague. We don't know if it's actually the thing following them or not. If it is. And, and it feeds off fear, right? It would seem to me, in joining together, which, uh, they have sort of figured out how to stop fearing death and just move on into their future together without that fear hanging Absolutely. over their shoulder all the time. Yeah. And now that they're no longer afraid of it, it might just follow them at a slow pace and never get further than that. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't fear it, it can't, it, it can't take you down. It doesn't have the power to take you down mm. if you don't fear it, which I think is just true of death. Right? Oh, absolutely. Fear of death can be a crippling thing in your life. Mm-hmm. Sure. If you can get past that fear, you can actually live a full life. You can use that time wisely. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be kind of what the movie's about at, yeah. at the end of the day, and that's why we see them walking hand in hand together, is coupling up gives them... No, I wouldn't even call it a distraction. That's a sort of a dumbing down of what it is, but it gives them the power to kind of like move oh, it's, forward without it's two that fear. Looking you know, out for it. yeah, looking out for each other. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's kind of incredible because I think about the people. It wasn't until you mentioned that that I started thinking about all of the people that were following her throughout mm-hmm. the course of the movie, mm-hmm. and the the ones that I can specifically remember are her father at the pool. Yep. Um, the friend with the big round glasses yep. when they're at the at the beach. At the beach. Um, there's uh, uh, takes the form of Greg for a little bit. And takes the form of Greg a little bit. Uh, the creepy kid from down the street who's yeah. always watching her when she's in the pool earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, didn't I think that's that the that little kid that yeah, comes through right. the yeah. beach door. Yeah. 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 It's, it's the kid who comes through the beach door. The only one that I can't place is it's the, the big guy, the like the big guy. giant mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the old lady too. There's the old lady too. The old lady. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's there's no, a mix. No, I think the old lady that that is when she's in in class and mm-hmm. following her down because it's really shortly after they show all of the um, family photographs mm-hmm. on the wall. Oh, I think the that's grandmother. her grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. See, I don't know though because yeah. she says there was an old lady. Yeah. True. I'm sorry, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. There yeah. was my but grandmother. But I feel like yeah, but like at the same time, that's really really soon in everything that's happening to her, do you really want to say, it was grandma following me? Or just like... Well, you know, it's also could nice she did she did she even recognize right. that it was her grandmother, or just sort of was so horrified that she was just like old lady and boom gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what's also nice about the people following her, which is I I also think I'm sure we'll get to it more. Uh, what I also think is really cool about the movie is that there's so many questions that are left unanswered. Oh yeah, you know, like how uh, I remember Garrett, you said during the movie while we were watching it, there's um, a point when they don't. You know, they, they reference little bits about their past with one another, mm-hmm. but they never really delve into it. Mm-mm. And so that's what kind of makes me think it's cool is because at, at points you see really recognizable figures following her mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, that's her friend. That's her mom. That's her, you know, mm-hmm. or her father or whatever. 
but then there's there's also moments when you're not quite sure who's following exactly. her, but she seems scared enough to like it's almost like especially when she sees the old lady, she's scared enough to recognize that that's not just some old lady walking towards her. She instantly knows that that's somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's really interesting that they leave enough questions unanswered that it's, you know, that we can sit here and talk about, like, was that somebody? Mm-hmm. You know, is that somebody who was important to her? There, well, there was also, you know, I think the movie actually does want you to question even further if you're always seeing the creature or not. I think there are moments when yeah. we are meant to go, is that little kid oh, yeah. that's walking up actually the creature yeah. or not? They play with that but quite like, a bit, yeah. which I really enjoyed. A lot of people people like naked in sort of pajamas uh-huh. or sort of like undressed and some like and when you actually know it's the the entity or whatever um but then there's other times where people are fully clothed where you're sort of led to believe like maybe but i was like i'm wondering what the the significance is of sort of people either being like sort of how they would be sleeping either mm-hmm. undressed or naked or in mm. sort of like white frock like that's a lot of who we see you know what the dude across the street when she saw him going after himself he was in pajamas Mm -hmm. and then and then and then he turns into his mother who's in a nightgown knocking Mm -hmm. at the front knocking at his of course their boob out Although there is mm-hmm. the the line at the beginning where where Hugh sees someone in the theater, yep. and it's uh, we never see her, but so he's a woman in the yellow girl dress. In a, in a yellow dress. Yellow dress. Yellow dress. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think to me, uh, and again, this just goes back to my one particular theory about it, um, and it, it is related to something Hugh says to her earlier. He says it'll do anything it can to get close to mm. you, right? It, it might become someone you know, so yeah. that he you don't says, think twice uh, about it. Could it could be someone you know, someone in the crowd. Uh, and sometimes it looks like people you love just to hurt you. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's the key line yes. is that I think it's aware it's a monster and it oh, knows yeah. it's going to be scary. But also, I it gets more efficient with the forms that it takes mm-hmm. the longer it's following her. Mm-hmm. So it almost seems like it has a learning curve. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the first form it takes is just random old lady. Yep. Then eyeless tall man. Now that could also be argued that maybe it's stronger in that form. Sure. And it was trying to break through a window. But and then there's also the question that two people that can see it might see it two different ways. We don't totally. know. Yeah. yeah. So there, you know, I I think that it's. I think it has to the do fact with that it is an imperfect beast mm-hmm. in that in a way. I like that we don't know the rules yeah. because if I was infected by it, I would only know the rules that the person who exactly. I had sex with told exactly. me. Exactly. Yeah. That's what makes it scary. And Rob Thomas yeah. seems like a real unreliable <laughs> yeah. dude. And I thought he was so <laughs> smooth. There it is so again. Uh, yeah, it, I, I think it has a lot to do with fear too. You know what I mean? It's like uh, if it takes the form of a kid that looks like he could be going to the school with her, it might be able to get really close to her without her even realizing and then turn into crazy tall man who she doesn't even know, but mm. is just super fucking frightening to all of a sudden see right yeah. in front of her. Yeah. You know? Uh, well, I, so I think it has something to do with that. it breaks through the window into her house before it becomes tall mm-hmm. man and, and it's just the, the peeing like, girl. Yeah. It, it clearly has the effect when she sees it, she stops dead. Yeah. And then it's an awesome slow motion shot where she wakes up, yeah. backs up, and books. But that I mean, if you if that it's happened to me, it would get me because I'd be like, oh fuck, what? It, and then you know, I yeah. get fucked to death. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but then I wonder, like, I could sort of wonder how intelligent the the creature is because if you think that it's it can take the form of someone that that you love and care about, or take the form of somebody that you don't know, like if I 
if I hadn't been told that some creature was going to be like following me and someone broke into my house and looked like that girl that was peeing across, like I would want to get that girl help. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know oh, what I mean? So like, I feel yeah. like she's the, the creature is trying to like figure out different forms of how can I get close to this girl? Mm-hmm. Rob Thomas did say it's very smart. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he Rob does. Thomas yeah. He says it's slow, but it's smart. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Super smooth. <laughs> he also said this one line that I thought was really interesting. Uh, I, I wrote down, I wrote down <laughs> two lines: one from from Rob Thomas, and one <laughs> Wait, from first Jay. He's, he's 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 Hugh. Hugh. And then Jeff. And then Jeff. 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 Uh, Jeff, right. who lives at home. <laughs> 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 in his grayish outfit. But uh, that was the that was the and another great thing about this movie is that the fifth time I've seen it. Yeah. And it. There's something new to discover each yes. time. Like the first beast that he shows is actually his mom. It takes right. it from his mom. Yeah. But the game that they're playing at the beginning when they're waiting for the movie, when they're, it's, oh, pick a person who mm-hmm. you'd want to be, we'll yeah. guess who and all that. Yeah. And he picks the little kid and she asks him why. And he says, and I quote, how cool would it be to have your whole life ahead of you? Yep. And that is the, I wrote, that's the thesis of the movie yes. right there. Because that's the same what's thing. so scary about death is that, you know, as a, as a kid, you don't think about it because nope. it's like, hey, I'll be old. Yep. But Absolutely. now that I'm 30, it's like, I might have a heart attack in a couple right. years. I'm pretty high strung. Yeah. Be, yeah. And not only that, it's impending. Mm-hmm. This whole yes. time in this movie, it's very impending. And I love, I, I do love the fact that they took from Halloween a little bit where I, I, I think that it's always exciting to have something that's going to kill you that's not going to have to move fast to do mm. it. Right. It's just genuinely going to come after you until you get tired and it's there. Mm-hmm. Just like death, it is a relentless yep. force. And yep. yeah. not only the other connection to Halloween, did you, what's our girl's name? It's Jamie. Jamie. Uh, yep. As in Lee Curtis. Oh, 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 you look like you didn't know for a second. I, you, know, I, you look no, like I, you, but I you look no like idea. you did. Yeah, no, I had no idea. It's okay. You mean well, the true lies, lady? No, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, now she she peddles act active Activia. Activia, Activia yeah, oh, yeah, that's wow. true. Yogurt, yeah. crap, yogurt. <laughs> Shit makes you poop. <laughs> that's yeah, exactly. Just Jamie Lee Curtis. Y'all want to poop? Like the original Final Girl, though. Oh, Come on, she now. was, yeah. she was, and she was the best. Yeah. She's Scream the best, queen, baby. but like I oh, love, yeah. like it's I I don't think that that's a coincidence. Her name's Jamie. No, I would agree with you. To sort of like. Oh, the influence Shadow in Halloween front of it, is, like, is tangible. Oh, yeah, without a and doubt. And especially, I love how Nightmare on I Street love too. a great horror film that looks pretty the whole time. Oh, it looks yeah. super oh, yeah. picturesque. Me and too. that's this entire thing. It's mm-hmm. like every, they go up to the cabin, they're in the, the even at school. Uh, you know, in the neighborhood, it's just, it's fucking gorgeous the yeah. whole time. Well, that's one thing I think in general, uh, I personally have a problem with a lot of horror movies with is they don't really take the time to just make a well-crafted, beautifully shot movie. And this pays attention to every detail oh, in absolutely. every single shot. And the camera work especially is just, it's a character in itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, like every, you know, there's a ton of scenes where you just open up with a really, really slow 360 pan. Yep. And the moment you get around to the the spot you started again, it's like there there's something else. Or just the suspense of like, what's going to happen when you when you get back to your character again? What's great about that technique, I think, because that is a repeated shot. It's yeah. used quite often in yeah. the movie. Uh, and it's the first shot of the movie is yeah. one of these big rotations. Uh, he's essentially teaching you as an audience member to search the frame yes. for the creature. Big time. Yes. Big time. Uh, the note that I made was, seconds, yeah. it's, it's in widescreen so that we can look over their shoulder. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the whole thing. And those circular shots yep. are just us 
looking yes. over yeah. our shoulder yeah. making sure because and that's that's why I think there's so much water mm-hmm. because when your back's to water there's really only one way to look that is and a good fucking point that's, man that's that's it why takes the girl at the beginning off of the runs to yep. the water when yep. she goes you know it's it's the one place uh, one of the rule, rules that that uh, uh Hugh uh Rob Thomas uh, <laughs> yeah. gives out is don't go into a place where there's only one exit yeah two yeah. exits but at the same time there's comfort in knowing my back's to the water. It can only come one way. Yeah, you right. know, this is the only right. way that we know. That's, that's, a, that's uh, a really good point, actually. Mm. Yeah, because um, water was a big deal. Oh, it's a big Absolutely. deal. There, there, uh, there are multiple pools featured throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go to Lake Michigan at least once, probably twice, actually, over I the course. Of the yeah, movie, she swims out to the times. boat, which yeah. I, I assume was on. Lake I, I Michigan would assume same thing as well. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. Which I'm, I'm going to take a step back and talk about how pretty it was shot. Like that was something that really, like I. I'm a big fan of cinematography, mm-hmm. and apparently the the dude who shot this, the only thing that I saw in his resume before this was uh, John Who Dies at the End. Oh, oh God, really? I fucking yeah. love that really? movie. John Dies at the End. Yeah, yeah I really John, love John that dies movie. At the end. Yeah, uh, what same... happens in that movie? <laughs> well, uh, actually, uh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> spoiler. No. Yeah. Um, a doorknob turns into a dick. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yep. it's great. I really like that it movie quite a bit. It serves the function of causing a guy to be like, oh, I don't want to open that doorknob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not grabbing that dick. No, but I think that it's been uh, it's been a long time, and I've really been sitting here trying to think of a movie since like Aliens that I thought was shot beautifully. Like they really went out of their way to shoot it really, really well. Mm-hmm. And um, and this movie, it's literally they have, and it's what's really nice about it is, I mean, I know we were throughout the course of watching, we were making connections to The Shining. Oh yeah, uh, a lot with, of symmetry with the, all the of the symmetry that, in yeah. it. Yeah, time, and. Yeah. Um, but also what's exciting about it is all of the handheld stuff they were doing. Mm-hmm. And clearly, you know, they they had a love for film because they were kind of pulling from a lot of different uh, a lot of different sources and a lot of different passions, which I like to think of for, for both the director and the cinematographer. Uh, but there was so many moments. I mean, and, and by so many, I mean, like almost the entire movie where what gets me about movies is you can pause it at any minute and it's like, fuck. That's a really pretty picture. Mm-hmm. Like they really crafted that image. So many things I'd be like, that should be the poster. Yep. That yeah, yeah. Be the poster. yeah. It keeps happening. Like yeah. they really crafted that image, oh, and yeah. I really like. Like I know I was making a, and I, I can't remember his name, but he he uh, shoots all of David Fincher's movies. Uh, really light for dark. Like they want seventy five percent of the screen to be black, mm-hmm. and yeah. that really, but that really rich black, not that like shitty digital, but yeah. like that really rich black where yeah. they want you to focus on something that's just really really beautiful. Beautiful in the center of the frame that's mm-hmm. lit just perfectly. Like they went out of their way to make sure that this was a a movie that you could really sit down and appreciate watching mm-hmm. outside of any story oh, at yeah. all. You know, and I actually think that w- what that achieves is um, it creates significance uh, that I don't know that we'd be talking about some of the the the. Th- the things we're talking about right now, if it weren't, sh- you know, shot in the way that it's shot, if it, if it wasn't yeah. taking the time to guide our eyes to different things in each of the frames and stuff like that. Without a doubt. Uh, yeah. uh, we, there's so much, at, we would not be talking about fucking water 
in this movie mm. if, if it, it wasn't, wasn't so well crafted yeah. we wouldn't even notice that water was such a big theme except that the movie is so well crafted we know it means something that there's water so often right um and, and we only know that because they spend the time setting up these really beautiful symmetrical shots but then you know breaking those up with uh oh, there's that fucking great shot that we talked about where she's in the wheelchair and the camera is actually strapped it's, to yeah, her yeah uh, you know Dave, uh aronofsky style uh but you don't even know it first because it's this locked shot and then all of a sudden she moves yeah the moment she starts to wiggle you the, suddenly, frame, the, yeah. the frame gets yeah. that jitter yeah well not only that too i mean i think what's really good is is he he picks and chooses how he's going to vary those shots. Yep. You know, the, the symmetrical shots and those really wide, you know, beautiful, just everything sort of has its place in the plane yep. is is amazing. But, you know, like when she's in the house and she sees the entity for the first time after the window breaks, yep. you go from all of those really nice symmetrical shots, everything's really calm, the camera never moves, and then all of a sudden you're handheld and you can't see around a single Tight corner. Tight intimacy. You're, I mean, you're, you're yeah. inches away from her face. Yeah. You know, and you know, he breaks it up with a couple of little slow mo yep. shots. Just a crazy sort of dizzying reaction. Mm-hmm. I mean, those little choices just make a huge, huge difference. Oh, for, I agree. For those, for those types of scenes. Yeah, As, especially because in a world where when we see something so symmetrical, we go like, "Oh, that looks like a Kubrick thing." Uh, right. If, well, now it's it, the Wes Anderson. Yeah, thing. now it's yeah, yeah, now it's Anderson. That's true. Yeah. But either way, if you were to if you were to lay too many of those next to each other in your movie. Even though that's not necessarily a bad choice, people would be like, it's just shitty Kubrick. It becomes quirky instead. It's shitty Anderson. Actually, an Uh, example of of what what you were just talking about is in uh, Life Aquatic. Yes. Which is very much, you know, that Tons of of symmetry in that, But it breaks to handheld when the pirates take over. Yes. Yeah. And specifically when Bill Murray just starts going on a rampage and shooting people. Oh, yeah. It immediately goes handheld and shaky. And then right when that's done, status quo. Back to... And that's what's... And that like, illustrates something about here. what's happening Absolutely. in that moment, you know? Well, their their world, I mean, we understand the dad died of something. Yes. Uh, we don't know what. Yep. Yeah. It clearly has had some effect on mom, who yep. is, bar- is a character. Not almost non-existent. A character. Yeah. Well, Any I mean, adult we, at we all, We never really. do see her yeah. face, but in off angles, yep. if at all. But it's those moments where it goes from, okay, everything's fine. I'm in the hospital. And then it cuts to handheld. And it's usually either her point of view, yep. the follower's point of view, or just, you know, kind of the intermediary between the two of them. And so it shakes you up. Yeah. And it's cool in a way because it, it works sort of the way that music does uh-huh. in some horror where you're like, oh, it's telegraphing it. Something's going to happen. But this is more something happens than it puts you into this sort of a shell shock kind of where you're just, uh, we got to get back to that static pretty shot yeah and if we can just get there for a few minutes we'll figure something out yeah and that's exactly and that's that's really all you can do uh if as a character in the movie if you have the follower following you you can do your best to pass it along and get back to okay this is where i'm comfortable Mm -hmm. but that can be shaken up at any moment you know and the the camera literalizes that in our experience it's Insane. Yeah, totally. well, something about the symmetry I also noticed, and maybe I don't know if anybody else picked up on this, and, and I don't even know if I picked up on this correctly, uh, but I feel like anytime it got really symmetrical, mm. it almost bookended when shit was about to go down. Yes. Oh, yeah. Precisely. Yeah. That's what I mean yeah. is, is the symmetrical things are like, okay, it's a moment of peace. Yeah. When's it going to break? And then, yeah. and then shit goes down. And that was the thing. As soon as I saw something symmet- after like, you know, there was a conversation going on or whatever, as soon as something symmetri- symmetrical came up, I was like, okay. 
Here we yep, go. Yep, What's next? Like, mm-hmm. some, yeah, something's about to happen, oh, yeah. and then like, and and what? And, and I didn't. You mentioned earlier that they got a band to do the soundtrack for it. Uh, the, Dan mentioned oh, yeah. that, and that is true. They're oh, called sorry. Disaster, Disaster Piece. Piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually one guy. One guy. It's one really? dude. One, one dude. Really? Because I I mentioned to him halfway through, and that was something uh, about Dead Giver, which I mean, again, Brian Covert is a, an amazing. He writes amazing music, and he wrote all of the music by and um, wrote and recorded all the music by himself. That's he's great. A, a, an incredible dude. But yeah. something that I personally want to get better at is the use of sound, not just music, but mm-hmm. the use of sound. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I really appreciated in this because they didn't just do like the the high pitched squeal that got louder and then mm-hmm. randomly stopped mm-hmm. whenever there was a shock moment. Mm-hmm. There was like a really beautiful, almost like Trent Reznor use of sound in this where they really yeah. genuinely like it put you on edge. Mm-hmm. You oh, know? Yeah. And you knew like especially the old ladies coming up and it's not just like that, you know, it's. It's a really, it's a beautiful sound to listen to, but it's an uncomfortable sound. Oh, it's unsettling. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm always a huge, huge fan. I'm just like a sucker for any time I watch a movie and they deviate from just the traditional like orchestral score. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. And like what you said about Reznor, I thought about the exact same thing. I'm like, the fact that Fincher used like the Dust Brothers yeah. and now he's sticking with Reznor, Reznor. for like everything yep. he does. It's just incredible because I there's something about that unbelievably fake dissident noise mm-hmm. that you hear because a lot of it and what's funny too is clearly they're they're grabbing from all sorts of uh different horror pieces because yes. there's that repeated just high-pitched squeal which oh, yeah, is not there. violins but it's clearly like it's oh, yeah. just <laughs> like watching psycho yeah it's yeah. just like the shower scene in psycho yep. and you're you're listening to it and you're just like oh fuck that's yeah. just eerie oh, yeah. as yeah. shit mm-hmm. you know or that low bass just it's it's just a rumble yeah. it's not even like a a, a a tone that you recognize it's just this it just gets you in the guts mm-hmm. it's funny we were actually because i've been on a soundtrack kick lately he was in my car uh the other day and i was listening to the, the psycho soundtrack yeah, yeah which it's all strings yep. and i sort of i sort of really noticed that after i listened to it recently it's and nothing I was like, but Fuck. yeah yeah it was like it's really incredible but and so we're you know it's just playing in my car and and we're kind of chatting and then you know there's those moments where it's it just starts to get heavy and then it gets really eerie and quiet and then the high pitch strings come in at random and but not and not at random obviously but like it, when you're listening when you don't have the visual kind of pops up yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and we just would get like as we're driving and like our conversation would just stop yeah <laughs> and we would just listen yeah and it was like and then it would kind of like move on and go back to like the her driving yeah, sequence yeah. of music and i was like Man, that was intense, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, we literally, we, like, something would happen, we go. Oh. <laughs> that's awesome, though. That, yeah. adds, that tells the story. There's uh, in it follows. There's a couple music cues that are reminiscent of the music cues you hear when there's bugs attacking. Yeah, and anytime I hear them, it's always yeah. like, oh, get it off, get it off. But that's that's a feeling you want to evoke with yeah. something like it follows. Is there's something on my back? Get it off, get it off, get it off. Yeah. There is a lot of mastery in this movie that mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of uh, people could overlook easily, and the ma- and like and especially with the photography mm-hmm. and the music of music, it. Music, yeah, like It's such a novelty concept. Like, oh, a sexually transmitted ghost, boom. Yeah. That so many people would be like, oh, it's just another one yeah, of those horror off. movies. Totally. Yeah. And yeah. if you really look at it, it's absolutely not. It's the, the right. least it is. It would be yeah. like looking at Halloween and being like, oh, it's just another like Jason movie. And it's like, well, not right. only did it predate it, but like this is fucking classy. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not I love Jason movies, but there is a distinct disconnect yes. between Halloween a... and, you know, Jason X. You know? <laughs> yeah. right. There's a very right. distinct disconnect. Well, that's the thing. It's not there. even like a shock horror. I feel like the only really shock death was the first 
first one in the first scene with the girl mm-hmm. who had her legs snapped yeah. backwards. And even that, I think, I mean, does anybody agree with me on this? Very reminiscent mm-hmm. of Jaws. There's something about that oh, that yeah, reminds yeah. me of Jaws. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. It takes yeah. place on the beach. Oh, yeah. The way the body looks night, is very right. similar to the way the body that they find of the girl. It's, yeah. I'll yeah. throw this out there because I still couldn't tell when they find the picture of Rob Thomas, yes. whether that's the girl from the beginning that's <laughs> think in the picture. I think it is. I can't tell you I think it should yeah. be. Because but then the other later, question is, that girl, when they're up at the cabin, when they're at, at the, the beach, cabin, yes, she shows when up there. she finally gets back into the car, and they're all, that's another shot that I love, that the that girl, the first girl that you see, is then following Jamie in the car and it's just the lawn and the kids are all running towards her. Oh, that was a great shot. Yeah. And then the, the entity sort of just sort of disappears amongst in the like, midst the of five the kids. Of them, like, yeah. Trying to yeah. run. I freaking love that. Well, yeah. guy's got chills. It's crazy. There's, yeah. there's a couple of those shots in, um, when she was first dating Hugh slash Jeff, Rob Thomas, when she was, um, and she, they were at the um, the diner or, or or dinner or whatever, and you see a, you know people in the street at the diner outside, and there's this really tall guy behind her. Oh yeah, and she she leans forward and sips whatever drink that they're sharing, mm-hmm. and she sort of eclipses him. And then you sort of don't see him again. Yeah. And yeah, it was yeah. like the whole time, and it was a lot of those throughout the entire movie, there was a lot of those like, is that it? Is it it? Is it it? Or is it just someone in the fucking background yeah. the well, whole all the time? time. Yeah, yeah, all the, the time. whole time. It's like when you walk down the street and someone waves to someone behind you and you're like, hey, <laughs> oh, they're not waving at yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if I had the follower, it would be like, oh, it's someone that I know or just, you know, oh, run. No. Or nobody. Yeah, yeah, or no. nobody. Could be anything. I mean, one of the 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 other thing is, I, I think this movie does actually have an interesting sort of slight sense of humor to it that's running throughout. I, oh, I found myself laughing at this a lot. Uh, there's just something funny about uh, you. You know, uh, th- this was another thing I wanted to talk about too. Is we all have this memory of being this age, right? Like this, absolutely. This, yeah. this, this part of our lives is is so distinctly, I think, written into most of our memories and well, our brains. That's what we're grappling right? with, the uncertainty Absolutely, of future. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and so what the movie ends up doing is like the, you know, one of the big laugh lines is is when Hugh is, is uh, or, or Jeff or whatever you want to call him, is sitting there in his, uh, what did you call it, his grage? His grage his suit? His growfit. His, his growfit. His gray sweatsuit. Uh, sweat that's, uh, that's my brother's word. Growfit. Tim, thank you very much for the growfit. Uh, and he, he like like he's watching that girl approach, <laughs> he's and like, he's clearly getting more and more. Tell me you see that girl. And everyone else, their reaction is like, "Yeah, we fucking see her, man." Like <laughs> yeah. the, nobody yeah. else even like gives a shit. It's like so funny to me. But the thing is, you remember this time in your life, right? Where where it is like this sort of, you have all of these sort of intense emotions, and 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 because of that, uh, uh, you you it's almost written into our brains, right? Almost permanently, like this this moment in our lives oh, when yeah. we're going through these things. Yet. That's a very hazy half remembrance of something, right? Like none of us have a clear memory truly of what it was to be that age or how Mm -hmm. we acted at that age. And so the movie derives a lot of humor out of just like teenagers being teenagers. Uh, And and even the way he tried, even the way Paul tries to be like her knight in shining armor by offering to have sex with her just so she could pass it to him is humorous in its own way because it's so relatable. They wanted to be somebody's, they wanted to be somebody's knight in shining armor, right? Mm -hmm. You were looking for the girl you could save, which is a sad, horrible thing that like teenage boys do. But it is a thing teenage boys oh, do. Yeah. You it's know universal. what I mean? Uh, and and uh, so anyway, there's like humor in that. But there's also this. The movie does this really interesting thing where it sets itself in a a 
dreamlike memory world. There's a lot of old technology mixed with new technology. Mm. The seasons are never clear. People are swimming in pools and, and bathing it suits. Looks cold. Yet it looks like fall. <laughs> yeah. Other it people, always looks fucking cold. I noticed there was a scene where uh, Jay had like a, a, a distinctly winter jacket on, yeah. and her sister was in, in shorts, shorts. Yeah. Uh, as they were just walking up the sidewalk. The, it's like the, you're remembering the fashions the of the time and just, just putting them in. Exactly. Yeah. It just exists not in a real world or a real timeline, well, but in our memory of that adolescence. They're right? also in what appears to be a lower rent area I wanted to of, talk about this too. of suburban Detroit, yes. which is really interesting too because they go to the higher rent area where Rob Thomas is to like the nice high yep. school and stuff to do that. Yeah. And also the girl at the beginning. She's yes. in a very nice yes. neighborhood. The first thing that happens is her da- is her neighbor goes, are you okay? Yep. The second thing that happens is her dad goes, are you okay? Not to any other characters in the movie does an adult ever see if they're okay. Yeah. You know, they're, they're kind of in a lower rent, shittier area. So you wonder if it's like, yeah, they're going to have old TVs. And, you know, it's all... Maybe it is, maybe it isn't the, the function of it, but it, I mean, the purpose of it, but the function of it is it does create that dreamlike. Is it real? Is it not real? It doesn't have to be. No, yeah. But it's, and I think it's just even, supposed so to evoke the, the, the feeling that we all probably have about that time in our adolescence, mm-hmm. right? It's supposed to evoke this sort of like, yeah, yeah, I remember this. Uh, I don't quite remember the details. They're a little fuzzy, mm. but I do remember this. But I was there. Yeah, was there. yeah, yeah. 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 Well, or like when you reminisce about something and someone's like, yeah, it was that time in August and we were doing this and you were no, like, no, 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 no. In, was, and we yeah, were right. in hoodies. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. no. Yeah. So it's it sort of has that feeling to it where mm-hmm. you don't know what the weather is right. and you don't know the, the time frame and the seasons and even the year. Yeah. Uh, well, and I, I think the 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 setting of Detroit one I know is important to the director. I believe he's he's, he's from, from that Detroit. Area. The, I, the, I know his previous movie was was about also Detroit, set in, yeah. the, in the Detroit suburbs. So I think it's important to him in some way. So much so that he has the kids have a conversation about Eight Mile mm-hmm. and how when they were growing up, their parents drew a line at Eight Mile and basically said like, "Listen, this is where the good part of town ends and the bad part of town begins." And I, well, you and I had a conversation after uh, I saw this for the first time where I was like, "That scene was weird to me. Mm. That seemed." almost at a place that all of a sudden these kids are having... Uh, I think it fits uh, in the theme. Well, it does. That was the thing I realized this time because they're, they're having this conversation about sort of the socioeconomic history mm-hmm. of Detroit and it's like seems out of place, kind of like just just that all of a sudden these kids would be talking about this sort of higher minded thing about like the you know the ec- right. the way the economics work in Detroit. They're not quite talking about that, but that's you know what well, they're getting they're at. They're thinking in terms of big picture. Yes, yeah. and that but was also, what I wanted to bring up. They're also talking about. You know, she says, you know, my parents wouldn't let me go across, and here we are doing this. Right. It's another aspect of I'm doing something forbidden because I am free and yep. I'm an adult Absolutely. Now. This is my freedom. That I think that not only that, the reason it's important that it's Detroit, that is 100% true. That's a lot of what's going on there. Is mm. This is them crossing a line their parents told them not to cross. Mm. They're crossing into their own adulthood. They're crossing into their own choices where they're, they're in control of their own destiny for the first time, maybe, mm. right? And so now they're having to confront death and different things like that because of it. Death in the form of her father, yes, which adds yeah. that much more to it. Yeah, mm. uh, who himself is probably dead, uh, based on what we know about yeah, them in the story, yeah. I think. Uh, what is interesting about it being set in Detroit is Detroit is very specifically a place that is crumbling and dying itself. And they are literally, there's that scene where they start, uh, where, where Greg drives them away for the first time because Jay's so scared. And they show them driving through, basically getting into even lower income parts of Detroit, mm-hmm. uh, even in the neighborhood they're already in. And Jay, there's a one shot in particular where Jay gets a particularly frightened look on her face. 
as they go into these neighborhoods. And I don't think it's because she's afraid of those neighborhoods or the people in those neighborhoods. I think that part of the the importance and significance of Detroit in this is we literally get to watch these kids confront death in every way, shape, and form. Right? They're they're literally they are moving into parts of their city when you when I grew up. My neighborhood was the entire world, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I didn't know yeah. that there was more world outside of my neighborhood. Right. And as soon as they start making that journey further out into the lower end of Detroit, uh, where, where it's the income is getting lower and, and their places are getting more dilapidated, they're seeing death. She's literally watching death and she's realizing the world that she exists in, this tiny little place, is much bigger Oh yeah, and there is and entropy and, is real. And death abounds. It's happening. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think it is exploring more and more of this just fear of death. Well, and a lot of what I think is causing Detroit to crumble is there was an exodus. Yeah, people left. Yep, and people running from that death. Exactly. Well, and there it is. It yeah. A big yep. part. Of it. <laughs> yeah. The more the more we talk about it, and the more I think about it, the more I'm I'm starting to be curious as to whether or not we are watching someone's dream. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because how we're talking about how it's how it's timeless in the sense that there's cell phones and there's TVs that I had when I was growing up in the late 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's no real sense of weather at any point and how everything that follows the this girl, everything that follows Jay or everything that, you know, she sees cause we only ever really see it through her eyes mm-hmm. is something that she recognizes from her life. And nothing that we see ever really steps outside of what she's seen before, even to the point when she goes to uh, the cool guy's lake house. Mm-hmm. They never, we never see the house. Right. We see a a, a very it's like a shed, a very basic shed, and it's the gun sin- shed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He keeps a gun in one small tin. This is where I keep my thirty-eight. Yeah, no, but like that, and and we see the same beach and the same lake that they've been on plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't really see anything at any point that's like, oh wow, she would have never seen this before. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the more and more I think about it, the more it's you know it's starting to be. I I think of it being dreamlike, and I think of it you know anytime any of us have a dream, all of a sudden you know I'm building a go kart with Spence, and we're both wearing pajamas that I knew I wore when I was seven and it's christmas and it makes sense at the time and it It makes perfect sense sense. in the the capacity makes sense and that's you know the more and more i think about it the more i'm starting to realize that i I think that this is just really witnessing someone's almost and even if this is it's a true teenage nightmare it's exactly it's a it's a real nightmare and if these two kids it's almost uh i almost wonder if like at the very end of the movie you know these two kids are walking away together if the last shot of it was an old lady waking up out of a dream next to another guy and Mm -hmm. you know if it's one of those things where it's like maybe you know they've been they've been together this whole time and she's just dreaming about when this first happened to them Mm -hmm. because it's just a complete hodgepodge of times and and seasons and it is very memories. reminiscent of when you wake up from a dream and you're like yeah we were in our house from when we grew up but like wasn't our house but then it was, then it was a, but then it was but a then bowling like, alley and yeah. then we were here and then we had we went to the lake house but it's so we weren't in it and like, we figured we would just plug in all the stuff and throw it in the <laughs> okay. pool yeah. and electrocute the <laughs> yeah. dream it we made did. sense when we yeah. thought totally of it made sense. <laughs> which that's the thing and no that's one another... questioned it the whole dream <laughs> yeah. no yep. one... that's another whole concept yeah. of it is like they to get all those fucking electrical appliances there was a shit ton oh yeah just had to have taken shit out of more than one house mm-hmm. and and fuck me, dude. Like, if my mom woke up and she was like, 
where's all this shit from the kitchen? Where's our goddamn typewriter? Well, I went to the high school pool and we threw it the fuck in. Yeah, yep. So we threw it at dad. I mean, uh, <laughs> take sorry. another pill, mom. It was dad, but it wasn't really dad. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it all just seems... It was ghost dad. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Cosby showed yeah. up. It was a real problem. Oh, man. Ghost dad rebooted as a horror movie. Still starring Still starring Bill Cosby. Yes. <laughs> he hands you questionable drinks. Guys, guys, guys. Have some respect. Dr. Cosby. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's true. He does prescribe medicine to people. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, yes, he does. Sing. Boom. Thanks, Temple. Damn. Damn. Yeah, no. But it's. I think the only thing that would That's take really away the whole... That's really interesting, though, to think about it that way, because it, it does it play is. that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only... Yeah. I think the only thing that takes away from from it being very dreamlike is the 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 hospital scene mm-hmm. when they do the outside take and you see like the the families the kids visiting their parents in bed. And there stuff. is one scene in particular, and I, I I'm personally of the mind that I, I I don't necessarily like to get into these kinds of nitty gritty arguments where it's like, well, there's this one scene that takes place outside of that perspective, so that's mm-hmm. not a real theory because I, sure. I think that. Mostly these kinds of interpretations, what they allow for is more interesting discussion and, and you can pull oh, better absolutely. themes when you when you agree on something like that. It might not literally be a dream, right. but it is ethereal yes, without a doubt. Absolutely. You know? sure. uh, but there is that scene, and I, I think it is kind of important in the movie, uh, pretty early on uh, after Jay gets left by Hugh in front of her house again, where suddenly we cut to Greg's house right. and him and his mom. It's pretty and much, that is a yeah. completely outside, it's the only time there's the a completely outside perspective. Yeah. Uh, but the reason that's important and significant is because you get this great moment where it's the only time we get sort of a feeling and an understanding for what that family unit that we are sort of watching mm-hmm. is to the rest of the world, right? Right. Greg's, uh, Greg's mom says, like, oh, that family's such a mess. That's the only time we get someone's opinion about what's happening, you know, that, that this little family unit we're watching or anything like that. Yeah. Now. Could be totally unreliable, right? But at the very least, it's uh, well, again. I feel like we all remember this. Well, it tells it, the story you, that there's obviously some issues. Yes. Going on there. Well, and right. yeah. that mom wasn't always that mom. Right. She we, the only time we see her, she has a glass of wine. Well, she she has a conversation with the the other mom about Hugh. Yes. But she never. I don't think she ever speaks necessarily. Right. But she's talking to. Mm-hmm. She exists mm-hmm. in this neighborhood. Just. Well, and that's the other thing is we all remember growing up in the neighborhood where I guarantee we all had conversations where we looked out of our windows with our parents and they went like, yeah, those fucked up neighbors. Oh, you yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that's that's another thing that is sort of setting us in this world a little bit and the comfort of this world. But you know? the other thing that we haven't really uh, I'm thinking about it now and we haven't really brought it up yet is the fact that these kids because I mean, it's Jay and her sister. But then there's the girl with the big She's glasses. She's always there. And as the is dude, Paul. And, and, yeah, right? Paul, yep. and like they're just always there yeah you know Wait, and it's never really a question but we i mean we all grew up in like the late 80s and the in the 90s right when there was like I, I was able to just walk around my neighborhood freely all the oh, time yeah. which i don't think really happens anymore don't do that yeah, yeah. right uh here's the thing i don't think yeah. that happens in the suburbs anymore either i i, I yeah. think that the world has changed with the way they raise kids and i i think that i i remember having those friends that, that was my just entire summer. always at my house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I had a couple of friends that it was just open door policy, yeah. essentially. Yep. You know, yeah, it was exactly. just assumed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I think those are all those are the kinds of little details that Mitchell's really paying attention to, so that this does feel like your half remembered childhood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I wrote I, down a, a line. I don't know if this is a jump, but this is just another line that I wrote down that I thought was really, really cool. <laughs> and uh, Jay says this, and she said. We used to dream about being old enough to go on dates. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and, uh, yeah. It, it was right after she had sex with him for yep. the first time. And that is, it's so funny to me. Like, I'm 31. So when I look at someone, she's got to be, you know, no older than 23, we'll yeah. say, no younger than 17 in this movie. And like, it's funny to see someone of that at that age being wistful about their youth. Yeah. And then I'm being wistful about like that mentality. Like, no, oh, you think like that? Ha. Where do you see 30? Yeah. You know? Yeah, right. And, Which and you just so turned 31. Happy I just birthday. turned 31. And you just yeah, said your you. birthday, right? Uh, oh, no. Mine's, uh, my, I'm like six, I'm like right in the middle, man. Oh, are you? What's your birthday? March 7th. I'm February 22nd. Hey, no shit. We're like two oh, weeks apart. That really means nothing. It's nothing. I'm not. Sorry. But, I'm sorry. You mean astrology means nothing? Is that what you're trying to get at? Are we, we going to break out. from this? This is it's my only form of faith. I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about it at all. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Todd Barry has a great joke where someone's like, oh, you're a Pisces? That must mean you're very confident. No, no. That must mean you're like super forceful. No, no. And they're like, are you sure you're a Pisces? He's like, well... I was thinking astrology is bullshit, but it's probably more likely that I don't know my own fucking birthday. <laughs> <laughs> but the 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 line the we used to dream about being yes. old enough to go on dates that is another moment of this girl just forced into growing up. Uh-huh. And this is this is right when she's like, oh, you know, I kind of like this kid. And right. I, I let him. I, I you know we 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 did our thing and then it's like no 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 I let the him put his is... literal demon seed in me <laughs> yeah. yeah no but it's sort of I'm like that like that I like is it talking heads like how did I get here yes. sort yeah. of like where you get to a certain point where you're like this is what I used to think about doing and I'm here and it's okay. Right. Like, how, <laughs> like is it as meaningful as I thought so it would be? Not. Yeah. Well, they even address that, that sort of silly idea uh, about sex when they have the conversation about finding old porno magazines. Uh-huh. I mean, they, oh, they have yeah. this whole thing about, you know, yeah. you remember when we were younger and, and they, we found and this. She and, said something and, like, and we, and didn't, we didn't even yeah, know. Yeah, we didn't even know what we were looking yeah. at. You know, we had them sprawled out all over the yard and then your mom came and was like <laughs> flipping out. I mean, it just, it goes right to the idea idea of you know like what sex is and what growing up is and and not realizing the responsibility and the weight that comes right. with those things right. like without with having to actually make those decisions for yourself as as an adult and how they weigh on other people mm-hmm. and you know just the and this well, is the when you're little you, you dream about playing house absolutely but then you uh, are actually living house and you're like this is okay right and and i think that's the <laughs> significance of the ending is the sort of the 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 accepting of that responsibility and the learning that yes death is on its way mm. and the acceptance of that uh you know cuz technically i guess that is what they're doing when they do finally have sex right it's like Paul is accepting that, like, this is a thing that she is going to pass to me, and I'm going to have to deal with what that means. And she's accepting, like, this is a thing I'm going to pass to him, and Mm. I'm going to have to deal with what that means, that I pass it on to him. But it's almost a way of her looking at him and him saying to her, like, I'm willing to accept the responsibility of you. Yes. Because that's something with being, especially, like, being in a long-term relationship or being in a marriage, Mm -hmm. you know, is, is... accepting the other person for the the bullshit that they're going to bring to the table that you have and to deal so with. you're so unwilling to Hell do yeah. that as a kid. Yeah. As yeah. a young kid, oh, yeah. it's like yeah. you see, like, oh man, I remember there were so many girls that I had a crush on and they were perfect. And then there's that one little crack and it's like, ugh. And it's yeah. like, no, they're just a fucking human. <laughs> yep. Like yeah. the rest yeah. of us, you know. Yeah. 
That is wild. Yeah, and I, I think it's that you know the the ending is meant to show us like their acceptance of all of that, of mm, of right. all of that responsibility, of all of that brokenness in each other, and those things leads to them being able to calmly continue walking, mm. whether it follows or not, mm-hmm. literally hand in hand, yes. and not yeah. even look over their shoulder exactly. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Uh, to jump beautiful. back to the very first scene, just one thing that was always a criticism of the movie that I find stupid, because it is a valid criticism in a lot of things. It was a very valid criticism of Jurassic World. <laughs> but a lot of people were saying, like, oh, that girl at the beginning, she's running away in heels. What's the point of that? That is absolutely 100% on purpose, yes. because this is a little girl yes. who is newly in the world of being sexy. Yes. And that you know, it's it's that line being crossed. She's, she's a girl becoming she's a woman. Playing she's at playing it. at she's it. She's playing, and at she's it, in yes. over her head. Yeah, I, they're I, not I totally even agree. real heels, man. They're yeah. little kid. They're little. <laughs> yeah. no, they're I, little I dress up kitten heels. Come I on, didn't lady. even notice that when I saw this movie <laughs> the first time, but I noticed it right away when I saw it this time, mm. and I was like, "Oh, that's weird. She's in heels." And then Amelia Room was like, "No, it's not. It's supposed that's to not weird. She's it's supposed to be weird, but but it's it's not weird. That is a choice that's being made. Absolutely, it's childish. yes, it's childish. And because and it was funny because the first time I watched it, I didn't pick up on it being childish until this time because I was one of those critics the first time. I watched it, and especially because when I first watched this, it was right when I was editing Debt Giveaway, and so I was in the midst of working on, like, what would a girl do in this situation uh-huh. in my dumb head, uh-huh. and uh, and instantly... The, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I, know. I, don't know why I, never, I don't know why I don't get a phone call at that point. <laughs> it's funnier when it comes out of me. Um, but like the first thing I felt like, and and especially with with Emily, you get my wife. I was like, she would take her fucking heels off. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. And and if you notice when she runs back into the house, do you notice what she runs back out with? No heels. No, Sneakers? she's still wearing heels. Oh, she has her she fucking has her, purse. Her purse. Oh, mm-hmm. of she ran inside to get her goddamn purse and her keys so she could run into the car. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. and the first time I saw it, I was like, it was the, because it was the first thing I was like fuck, this isn't going to be as good as people said. Mm-hmm. But then the movie it proceeded to be incredible, and it wasn't until this time around that I was like, oh, she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. Yeah, she has like, no it's, idea. It's simply, yeah, it's just a little poke. It's yeah. childish yeah. shock. And that, and that same, like, oh, she doesn't know what she's doing is the sort of same thing when you're, like, a senior on campus and you see, like, the new freshman yep. that first weekend, and you're like, that bitch doesn't know what she's oh, doing. Yeah. Yeah. And she, they're sort of dressing up and playing up mm-hmm. and, and pretending to be adults. She's pretending. And they don't know what they're way. in for. They have, I no, have idea. no idea. They, they don't even know who the hell they are. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, yep. you woke up an hour ago and you're wearing slippers and you're like, uh. I've seen my <laughs> wife take off her heels and put her bare feet on nasty Philly sidewalks because she's like, this shit hurts. Yeah. Yep. I need to get to the car mm-hmm. and then you do it comfortably. Yep. And I'm like, that's fucking gross. What are you doing? Yeah. It hurts. You don't understand. Dude, last I weekend. don't. Yeah. That exact yeah. thing happened to me last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Emily and I were leaving. She took off her fucking shoes and we're walking down the sidewalk and I, and I literally had to walk five feet ahead of her and be like, Broken glass. Yeah, There's don't bre- step here. Go over yeah. that way. Fucking last weekend, all like the, the I have cuts on the back of both of my um, ankles because I wore stupid fucking heels for six hours last <laughs> yeah. Friday, and then sort of uh, the last night I was like, but that's tiptoeing almost- on the way to the car. <laughs> but like- what's almost incredible about the movie is that whole you know, and and especially the second time I watched it again is. When she's running like that, your first question is like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Mm-hmm. And it's almost put on some funny. Nikes, bitch. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. almost funny that. Well, no, it's almost funny that the the female neighbor is the first one to go, "Are you okay?" Yeah, yeah. because for an older woman to see a fucking seventeen year old girl running around in yeah, running around in pajamas and high heels, 
and like scrambling down the street, it's like it's less of like. Are I mean, you safe and more of what the fuck are you doing? Oh, yeah, I think yeah. my well, – well, I don't know if this is presumptuous, but if I saw that, my brain would immediately be like, sexual violence happened here. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and yeah. like that would be the first thing. Yeah. And it would be like, oh, there's there's some something concerning, you know, oh, yeah. and sexual here. Mm-hmm. And that's that's scary. But what's crazy is that, you know, like I said before, the first thing that happens is two people ask her if she's okay. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like our lead character, that never happens once. No, you no. know, not not from an adult mm-hmm. per se, just from her mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Yeah, uh, it's which like, allows yeah. them to tell the story they tell us again. You know, people mm-hmm. had a problem with that pool scene at the end because it's like, oh, that's such a dumb idea. Why would those kids think to do that? Because they're that's fucking they're the fucking kids. Yeah, yeah, they're teenagers. They don't know. They have Come up no with a better idea. Plan. Yeah. I can't. No, it, it, they have no idea what they're doing. That you know what I mean. Like they, they have no idea that throwing one of those microwaves in is not going to even hurt a human, let alone this ghost thing that they couldn't kill with a gun. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I think that the the movie is full of that sort of. It, it is meant to have that sort of adolescent. Uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Innocence. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's here's a question that I have uh, for you, especially Garrett, because you yeah, I know you said you like to sort of pick the 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 complaints apart and, oh, yeah, and yeah, encounter yeah, yeah. how like what do you take on this thing being you know shot in the head or maimed for like a second yeah just like a like a human would or right. like a blanket can be thrown on it like to to an extent it's kind of a physical it gets yes. hit with a thing chair. yes but and it and it will it will suffer the consequences of that but. Albeit temporary, you know. Yeah, uh, I don't I think know. It just heals. Yeah, I don't know how to. To me, so that is one of those details that, like, this is going to sound like a cop out. I don't know that that needs any explanation. Sure, sure. You know I was just mean? curious. Uh, uh, I because I to me, there's no. I could be wrong about this, but there's no. I I can't think of any greater meaning I could pull out of that. Right. So the only thing I can think of is that that is simply just a, a imagery that works. It allows for a little right. more tension in some of those scenes. Right. Well, I think uh, if I was the if I was the uh, if I was the follower mm-hmm. and someone shot me and mm-hmm. I laid down dead and then they let their guard down. Right. You know, uh, that was a, I was thinking a that a little bit. Efficiency yeah. in that so, way. Uh, essentially playing possum, sort of a exactly. Uh, yeah, a little yeah. Bit. yeah, right. A little bit. At the same time, it's really interesting to me because I think uh, it's one of. I think it almost if it. I guess the whole thing to me was it takes the idea of it being a ghost away. Yes. Because as soon as it interacts with someone else who it's not following, like mm-hmm. when it hits, you know, when it hits White Knight and it. And he, like, he gets in the chair, <laughs> or when they shoot it, or when the, a blanket gets thrown over it, and it's suddenly there. It gives it some sort of uh, presence, you know. It, it, like this is actually a thing, and not only that, but it allows, which I think might be more for the uh, advancing the story than for you know the inner workings of mm-hmm. the story itself. It gives the friends reason to believe her. Yes, because absolutely. if they're like, if they're like, where is it? And they're just pushing their hand there, and they're like, there's nothing yeah. here, you yeah. know. Right. And it, and it pulls her hair, but they're like, there's you know, and they're waving around, and there's nothing there. It gives the friends fear with her, mm-hmm. and I think that that really it does feed off fear. Then that's yeah. absolutely, uh, absolutely. And it's almost, uh, almost reminiscent of like we we're saying of like older horror movies. Like, what's more frightening of like injuring jason somehow and then he just sort of gets back up uh, and that's like the girl on the beach with the big glasses when when she, it was 
taking form of the friend that she shot it in in her neck and she fell but then she sort of like two seconds later sort of hobbled back up like it's what terrifying. is fucking more terrifying ter- than that yeah right <laughs> it adds to I, I like the idea of the creature being I don't want to say flawed because it doesn't stop it but I like the idea that the creature is not just a completely unstoppable force. Right. Yeah. Temporarily I mean, maimed, yeah. at least. Exactly. Like, if I get diagnosed with a disease that's going to kill me, I can stave it off with medicine. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can't stop it. I was well, just going to say, you like guys it's, did... It's similar to that, you yeah, know? Absolutely. You guys just made me think that, like, maybe all that is is very simply going, like, well, death is not a ghostly figure right. that you could avoid somehow if you wanted it to. Is if it, is, it is a physical, movie. real thing that is going to occur no matter what you, you do. It's inevitability. At best, right? you take your vitamins and, and, exactly. and you exercise a little bit. Yeah, but even yeah. these kids at one point, even if the two of them stay together for long enough, they're both going to get old and they're going to get too slow to stay away from it. Oh, mm-hmm. no doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, absolutely. So will be and, they, and I would say in the context of it, like eventually the fear will come back, right? Mm-hmm. Like no matter what. This thing is encroaching. Right. Whether it's in your final moments or here at 25 years old where you give yourself a heart attack from fearing it so badly, yeah. it, the fear is going to come back. It, it, it will. Uh, and and, and that's, that's when it takes you. That's, you know, in the context of the movie. Sure. sure. And it's, in a, in, a, in a weird way, I mean, maybe this is vague. I think that the movie acts as a meditation on grief. Yes. Um, yes. How you deal with loss. Mm-hmm. You know, be it loss of self, be it loss of a father, be it loss of a friend, or just be it loss of your innocence. Mm-hmm. There is a grief that comes with it. Um, I felt it like uh, very recently I was, it was on my birthday, and uh, it occurred to me that all of my friends were ready to come over and party at midnight when I was ready to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a grief that hit me that was like, oh... Those days are over. Yeah, and and it was actually very upsetting for a few minutes. Now, granted, I was drunk, uh, <laughs> but it was very upsetting for a few minutes. And then there was a moment where I was like, "No, no, no that's that's awesome because you're going to get up early tomorrow." <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, but there there's a process of grief on simple things like that. And in a movie that is about loss of innocence, there is a a grief thing here. There is a grief process. I mean, we watch the mom is clearly. At the 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 bottom end of a very bad grief process, mm-hmm. presumably spawned by the death of her husband, the death and of Jay's father, and all of them are in like grief of loss of a whole city. Yeah, And well, and even when you said when they were I going to so. the lower socioeconomic area, there was a the look on her face was grief, just it's being a like confrontation of that without yeah. the yeah. without fighting to keep something together, mm-hmm. it will always fall apart. It's just that being, is a fact of. Physics. Yeah, it's just being surrounded by dying and death. Yeah, the yeah. whole movie is yeah. really just being completely mm-hmm. surrounded by dying and death. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a there's a grace to accepting that yes. because we all are. Yeah, and mm-hmm. some people I've met cannot handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, very depressed people that are just can't handle the fact. And then there's like I'm pretty happy go lucky. You know, that's the and I think at the end what they find uh, uh, she and um, Paul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she and Paul, what they find is sort of a grace Yeah, with that, which is like, this is going to happen. A peace in the let's, acceptance. Let's hold hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love I don't know. Does anybody have final thoughts, things they, they want to dig into on this that we haven't hit yet? I fucking want to watch it again. I feel yeah. like I'm on like the end of it because you guys have all seen it multiple times at this point. It's, it's it is worth watching. I, I definitely like need to see it it's again. It's just a fucking... Brilliantly, aside from how how great the story is, like if you completely take the story away from it, 
and the acting away from it. It's just a brilliantly crafted film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you can sit and you can watch From it, top and to just bottom. yeah, and you and just be completely engulfed in how gorgeous it is and how beautiful it sounds. It's a very, very, very well put together movie. It's truly, one of the best of the year. Yeah, and I think I, yeah. there, there's a just on a very surface level thing. Now, I am not a single man, so I, I am a, I am monogamous right now. But if I weren't. That would be very scary because there'd be a piece of me with every new partner that I have would be like, what if they had it and they didn't tell me? And now everywhere I go, anyone who's moving towards me could potentially be it. Mm-hmm. Now, where I'm at now, this happened more than once where I'd be laying in bed and I picture the eyeless tall man bursting out of my bathroom. And I'm like, ah, I'm turning the lights on. You know? and it's just a service. So it, for a movie that we were able to just pull apart for the last hour and a half yeah. to also just be like, Scary. Scary. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. It's just totally legitimately scary. And I didn't find scary it scary in the moment, but afterwards, and I was oh, thinking yeah. about it, I'm like, ah, my hairs are sticking up on oh, my yeah. shoulders. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that's so exciting. You know, it's, it's so, so exciting. exciting. I mean, it just it follows, you know? And it is. <laughs> it follows. It sure version, does. It swallows. <laughs> and then we had this, the spinoff with Rob Thomas and <laughs> Santana. It solos. <laughs> it uh, I've got no, I loved it. All right. Uh, okay, so when, uh, this is sort of how we wrap up the show. We do a couple of things. One is if you guys just have any recommendations about something you've seen recently that you think people should check out or get uh, into. Uh, I'll start off with uh, I rewatched The Conversation. Uh, oh, great movie. Great movie. Go. Fucking great. Watch it with headphones great. if you can. Yes. If you don't have surround sound, watch it with headphones. It's a, uh, it is about mm. a conversation uh, yeah. <laughs> to, to some extent. And uh, it plays, uh, so yeah, sound design is very important in that movie. Uh, that is just a it's a great fucking movie. I actually had uh, to watch that for a sound design class, uh, oh. w- which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it is uh, steeped in in just uh, uh, crazy sound work. Actually, it is worth watching. Really the headphones. good, and, really and good. a fantastic soundtrack as well. I love uh, it, yeah, uh, I love it. it's 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 really great, and it is available on Netflix right now. It is probably yes, it is. one of their best offerings. I, I recommend you check it out if you've never seen it, or if you have, give it another watch. Uh, especially right now in a post-Snowden world, it is uh, even probably more interesting than you would imagine. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because the technology doesn't feel dated. So mm-hmm. like, there's never a point where I'm like, well, this wouldn't happen nowadays. It's still relevant even mm-hmm. if the technology is dated. Yeah. Uh, is it me? Oh, yeah, well, sure. Okay. I mean, whoever's uh, got one, yeah. I'm ready on mine if you're not ready. Um, do you. Do you. Okay. I'm actually going to drop two at you. Um, one was just a, an older movie that, that I was floored by called To Be or Not To Be. Oh, yeah. I saw your review It was made in the that. 40s. It's, it's a World War II comedy with Jack Benny. It's awesome. It was remade Mel uh, by Mel Brooks in the 80s. Yep. And I can definitely see why it was remade uh-huh. by them. It's very, very silly, but it's, it's just classy stuff. And I know it was controversial at the time because it's, it's just a, an espionage, swapped identities, madcap, uh, just fun, old-timey story. But just last night, I watched a really, really interesting movie called Cold in July. And it's <laughs> Jim, Jim Mickle mm-hmm. who did the remake of We Are What We Are. He did uh, Stakeland, which is a pretty awesome vampire movie for what it's worth. I've been meaning to watch that. Somebody he's told me that that's pretty director. good, actually. It's, he's good with characters. Yeah. He's really, really good with characters. Even his first movie, uh, Mulberry Street, it's called. Oh, that's his. Where it's like a rat zombie infestation. Yeah. <laughs> Not the best movie. Very worth watching. Great camera work. Great character work. But Cold in July is Don Johnson. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Dexter Morgan, we're going to call him. Um, oh, Michael, Michael C. Hall. Hall. Yeah. And, um, oh, God damn it. What's it? Sam Shepard. Yes. And it is uh, actually the, I, I, my review is just a, uh, is a one, one, 
one little paragraph review. I read a Rotten Tomatoes blurb that was a negative review that someone said, if you want to recreate the experience of watching a movie on HBO at 12.50 a.m. in 1991... Jim Mickles, Cold in July is your movie. <laughs> that is spot on. <laughs> but to me, that is overwhelmingly positive. Sweet. It's awesome. his, his, him writing that was a splat. Mine is a whole tomato. I, I yeah. it. It's got holes. It's got some things that I'm like, oh, they never touched on that. But it's just, it's good. Cold That's in July. Amazing. Highly recommend. Awesome. I, um, I'm personally going to, I was reading up on some shit. And, then, and so I'm going to spend my weekend uh, getting back up on like the Godard Truffaut War. Oh sure, yeah. I kind of want to like just because you know it, it's been probably a decade mm-hmm. since I've watched kind of all of their shit. The we French, talked about Breathless French today. Yeah. We talked about yeah, and that's what made me get into it because as soon as we talked about Reckless, I uh, I, I sort of like started digging back into it, and I was like, man, those are a bunch of really fucking good movies. Your Carol Tribute. But um, <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, last night I watched um, I watched uh, Django. Unchained. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, I watched it with my wife because she won. She sat down to watch it, and and she didn't like it as much as I did. But uh, I I am fucking in love with that movie. Tarantino is probably one of my, <laughs> if not my favorite writer director of all time. He's definitely one of my top three. Yeah. Um, and Django is, I think, just a, a a brilliant movie. It's just so beautifully shot, and it's incredibly crafted. And watching somebody. Who is uh, such a master as Tarantino is? Um, I was actually talking. Was it you? I was talking. To, oh, I was talking to Jay. And it, nobody. Um, uh, but I was talking to. No, I was talking to him. And I was. And I, Jay's gonna feel Jay, really good to hear you, that. Jay. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Jay, yeah. we love you. He doesn't know how a computer works. So <laughs> um, but He's at uh, home like I know exactly how fucking computer works. <laughs> <asshole. Dickhead. laughs> no, but uh, my whole thing to him, I was, I was like, you remember that time Tarantino made a bad movie? And it just doesn't exist. No. Like he's just—he's such a brilliant filmmaker because of his genuine love for film. And, and watching Django is just another fine example of that. And and you can completely get lost in that movie and just the the art of it and <laughs> and the the it's just it's a such an incredible film. So so Django and then go down and trip. I think to, a testament to Tarantino is just the in 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 Django, which I don't think is his best movie. But he's so good at the poetry of violence and the fact that he's able to have cartoonish violence against the slave owners that's hilarious and raucous and fun and horribly torturous violence against the slaves that's framed as disgusting. Mm -hmm. And it's the same level of disgusting without context. But in the context and the way he frames it is that is touchy, especially when you're dealing with race issues. Mm -hmm. Oh, big time. Beautifully, yeah, yeah. and not uh, only as, not only that is he he's got such an incredible way of playing an audience in the scene that you know he has a slave get ripped apart by dogs, and then genuine and I count it less because I've watched that movie fifty times. And you're right, it's not his best, but it's not it's still fucking really it's, good. It's um, beautiful. I uh, I actually counted it, and it's within forty five seconds afterwards from having a slave get ripped apart by dogs that he has like. A cool intro song. They walk into Candyland, and Samuel L. Jackson walks out and starts making just like these absurd, hilarious oh, yeah. comments. Oh yeah! You yeah. go from being completely horrified to laughing your ass off mm-hmm. within a minute, like mm-hmm. within a literal minute. It's brilliant. Well, I'm kind of pissed off because I thought I was going to get chastised because Django was mine that I was going to recommend <laughs> because, oh. and I feel oh. like I'm in good company oh. because Dan, you just wrote. 
uh, something was it on Cinadelphia about the movies that you haven't seen? My Shameless. Yeah, my yeah. Shameless. Uh, my yeah. Shameless used to include Django mm. because I pretty much had an infant during the time that Django came out, <laughs> and uh, that's excuse enough in itself. And you had your own little movie happening inside your house all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Oh fuck! You should follow me on Instagram. <laughs> but um. <laughs> Uh, as big as like, I think all three of us are huge Tarantino. Like, just that's sort of our guy that we sort of. I won't speak to people who aren't. We it's <laughs> kind of exactly. hard not to, no, right? But like, we continue. I was going to say you and everyone else that was think, born after I 1992. I think he's the one that we continuously refer back to when we talk about a yeah, lot of our yeah. own films. That as a big of a fan that I felt shame that I hadn't seen mm-hmm. Django and then I finally fucking saw it like two you know, weeks the, ago with my boyfriend is, and is I was beautiful. like it, when you purge that oh, shame and you see it it's God, like it so oh, fucking yeah. good yeah, right. <laughs> so like, Ian, now I can talk Ian about this shit. My... <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. At least we both love the same shit. No, yeah. I mean, you guys? And Django's on Netflix so if you're it listening you can watch that tonight. That's your story. Uh, uh, How about you, poop shoot? I actually, I, I'm gonna drop two. I'm gonna drop two on you as well. Um, both are a little, maybe a little bit weird. I don't know. I watched one last night. It was called Comet. Uh, Ooh, I just put that on my queue. It, it it's good. I'll, I'll say it with this caveat because uh, I was reading some reviews of it today. Uh, not very well received. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like a shitload of people are watching it. You know, mm-hmm. it's always like the popular on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So I kept yeah, seeing yeah. it, kept seeing it, and the the synopsis for it was sort of right up my alley because I'm I'm sort of suckers for these these types of movies. Um, I liked it for a couple of reasons. One, it's literally just two people. Mm-hmm. The right first on. scene has two other people, but they're not important at all, mm-hmm. and they quickly are like bye 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 get mm-hmm. get out of here. And then it's just, it jumps from different periods of time. It's an analysis on a relationship, two mm-hmm. people breaking up, getting back together again. Very reminiscent of like Vanilla Sky, mm-hmm. a little bit of like Eternal Sunshine in there. Mm-hmm. So it's like All a little, things. like, All good things. right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm just, I mean, I, I say it with a lot of bias because those types of movies are just like, I just melt. I'm just like a little bitch yeah. when I watch those movies. I'm a big know? fan of the two you just mentioned. So, so it's, yeah, it's, a good company. They're, they're, yeah. it's the kind of movie that I watched it last night and I was like, wow, that was really good. And then I woke up this morning and immediately was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, it just stuck with me for some reason. Yeah. So that's, that's always a good, good thing. Sign. Yeah. Without a doubt, right? So it's it's uh it's one of those silly little movies that I like to a degree. I I aspire to make something like that. One oh day. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one, similar vein, uh, very much an analysis on a couple. Um, and I like it for similar reasons because it's very simple. Uh, and again, a very low budget movie. Uh, is the one I love. I knew uh, you were going to say fuck. that. I was really? hoping you were Did you really? Awesome. I awesome. I love it's that so movie. It's so good. Did you go in there? Was, it's so fucking good. That was one of my top movies last year. I oh, yeah. love I watch that it. Movie. And the, th- the funny thing is, too, both of those movies were made last year. Mm-hmm. They're both like 2014 movies, which isn't a huge deal. I mean, they're they're, they're barely a year or two old. Mm-hmm. But uh, the one I love, my wife and I watch, and I put it on my queue for a couple of reasons, too. One, again, just a very you know uh, low budget, oh, yeah. smartly made movie. Yep. Uh, Duplass brothers are attached, which are are just, Ian and I have been talking about this just ad nauseum. Like they, what they're doing is incredible because Mm -hmm. they're very much of the ilk. What, the three of well, us are about is yeah. like they produced that tangerine movie yeah just like mm-hmm. fuck yeah. it man like yeah. you don't need camera a, lights yeah, and actors let's go yeah, yeah. yeah and and the funny thing is too like elizabeth moss is incredible oh, mad yeah. men is probably one of my favorite tv shows of mm-hmm. all time and uh, she's just an unbelievably talented actress so was mark duplass mm-hmm. and they you put the two of them in and they're not huge 
Mm-mm. but they're they're solid mm. and they play off one another so well. If they were like celebrity faces in that movie, it wouldn't work as well. For it me. totally it wouldn't. It would not work as it well. It totally wouldn't because you you can you can just they feel more like normal people. Mm-hmm. Like you're invested in them mm-hmm. and you're invested in their struggles mm-hmm. and at the same time it's shot really cleverly. Yes. It's funny, and it yes. just fucks your head so bad, yes, especially does. the very last scene. I oh, yeah. this is one I won't spoil for anybody, but yeah. the very very last. I think we already scene. have on the show. Oh, yeah. Have you really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, then fuck oh, it. Yeah. You're just like, well, oh, is we, it her? We is it not? About it, I think in regard, I don't think we ever spoiled it. Maybe, maybe not. But um, because it, it came I'll, up as a wreck. Yeah, 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 as yeah. A, yeah. I'll refrain then. I'll yeah. refrain. But but uh, so solid. So uh, yeah, I counter that and say put on creep if you like. I was just gonna say creep is shit. Creep is really really. As shit. Right on, yeah. right on, and it's yeah. a great also on Netflix right Duplass. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fantastic performance, and it's what eighteen minutes long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the shortest thing. Uh, it's same director as The Overnight, actually, which was also very cool. Good this year. Right. from same team of people. I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Yep. solid. Yeah, right on. Yeah. Uh, that, that, the one I love has the distinction of like one of my least favorite things about some movies is like. Did you ever see The Forgotten with Juliet Moore? Yeah. yeah. That is an awesome Twilight Zone episode oh, yeah. stretched out to a mediocre movie. Where you're like, movie. it didn't need to be exactly. this. Yeah. Um, actually, I, I thought, uh, but the one I love falls on the same side as something like The Adjustment Bureau, where it's like, that would have been a great Twilight Zone movie. Yeah. But I'm glad you stretched it out to a movie. It was, it was, uh, it yeah. actually justified its length. Uh, yeah, and I, the what the thing that I I love so much about the one I love, and this sounds like a weird thing to like love about because it's there's so much to love about that movie, but yeah, so many movies rely on the characters never explaining to each other the thing that is like has become a problem for them. Oh, you know? yeah. So many romantic comedies rely on some second act made a, misunderstanding. A yeah. 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 Some misunderstanding in the second act that they're never going to explain to each other and if they would just have one fucking conversation there'd be no movie because you could resolve that you nah. could resolve that whole conflict. I love that this movie confronts them with a totally inexplainable thing and they immediately have a conversation about it. They're oh, like, yeah. okay, what did you see? Yeah. This is what I saw. Yeah. Now how do we deal with it yeah i loved that that is such a and that is also such a realistic depiction of what a good positive relationship should be totally people communicating with each other about a thing and they do it differently too because because clearly like uh mark duplass's character approaches it very much in the the logical like let's let's break this down let's you know let's put the fucking scientific method at at, you know at play here and elizabeth moss is very much like well i don't know it was was kind of fun you know how does it feel yeah yeah yeah, let's talk about like you know the you know what's in your heart you know Mm -hmm. like (laughs) so yeah i I, I enjoy that a lot about it too. Uh, Likewise, so just a great movie. I, I totally recommend that. And I think totally. pretty much everything we've mentioned is on Netflix. So yeah, and yeah. everything we yeah, just recommended really. can be watched by anybody. Uh, right to now. be or not to be, yeah, I saw on movie. Oh, right, maybe it's not. not on, yeah, it's not yeah. on Netflix, but I, it's it's available. I yeah. mean, it's probably public domain. Pro- yeah, yeah, actually, you might be right. <laughs> it's old. I think it's forty two. So yeah. It's... Uh, all right, let's go around the horn and plug uh, you know Twitters and Facebooks and all that um, kind of stuff. At Dan Scully on Twitter, um, it, on everything, just. Dan Scully, mm-hmm. boom, my name, and uh, log on to Cinadelphia.com and read some of my shit. I am uh, It's good shit. Thank you. It is. Yeah. It is good yeah. shit, thank you, thank especially you. that time you were like, we're cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Article all about shoestring gold. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> mind that. We didn't mind that. We're going to get this out of it, too. Yeah. Keep doing read. it. Um, I, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Filmadelphia. That's with an F. Uh, you can find our show on Twitter at I Like Two Movie. That's with the number two. Uh, we're on Facebook.com slash I Like Two Movie. That's with the number two. Uh, and we have uh, September 10th, a uh, martial arts kung fu movie, movie, movie live coming to Philomoca. So uh, don't forget that. Be there. Uh, and you can fi- I review every movie I watch on Letterboxd. You can look me up at uh, Filmadelphia on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. We uh, are Shoestring Gold, and you can find us on Facebook. 
slash shoestring gold. Uh, you can also find us at shoestring gold films on Instagram, shoestring gold on Twitter, and come see us 24 hours after you see these guys at Philomoka. Come see us. Um, doors open at seven. It should be a good time. Yeah, yeah. September Absolutely. 11th. It's, yeah. a, it's a day for celebration. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> we almost Just made it. We almost made it. I I'm wanted sorry. to yeah. not do a banjo. God damn it. We really, <laughs> tried hard. we really tried hard not to have any shitty September 11th. Shoestring Gold at Philomoka, September 11th. Yes. Yeah. Never forget. Never forget. <laughs> 9-11. <laughs> Oh, oh, nobody's going to come. <laughs> if you avoid this event because of its relationship to 9-11, then the terrorists yeah. have won. Yep. Yeah. And yes. we cannot have that. Yeah, Come wearing your goddamn stars and stripes. America. And Dan Scully's hosting. Yeah, yeah. Dan. We're going all USO style. It's going to be huge. Oh, yeah. Bob Hope. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll come talk about some shit in between the movies. So Sweet. come check yeah. it out. It's yeah, yeah. a lot of fun. fun. It's gonna be great. Thanks a lot for having us. Guys. Yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks so guys. much, guys. This was, this was fun. This was fun. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I look the forward off. to uh, the sign off. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's do the sign off. Let's do it. Okay, so we sign off. I, you actually probably know this at this point. Uh, I do. Uh, but uh, you, you'll pick it up if you if uh, if the other two don't. Uh, so my name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. <laughs> my name is Dan Scully and I like to movie movie. My name is Chris Benson. I like to movie movie. I'm Amanda Frederick and I like to movie movie. My name is Ian Kimball and I like to movie movie. And we, we all know, know that, that you, you like, like to movie movie, movie because, because we like to movie.